Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Yes, living the dream once again here on a fully loaded NFL Sunday. This is Fox Sports Red Zone Radio. And we are broadcasting live from the TireRack.com studios. TireRack.com, we're going to help get you there in unmatched selection. Fast free shipping, free road hazard protection, over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. We have nine, yes, nine games about to kick off around the NFL. Rams and Cowboys, Vikings and Packers. Falcons and Titans, Saints and Colts, Patriots and Dolphins, Jets and Giants, Jaguars and Steelers, Eagles and Commanders, Texans and Panthers. And, you know, Rich, I, I realize looking at the schedule, there are no buys this week. Right. Also coming up in week 12, there will be no buys. So after, you know, six teams had a buy a week ago, all 32 teams are playing this week, which makes it a very busy morning. Absolutely, yeah. And and there's a lot of great games on this morning. Oh. Rams, Cowboys really perks my interest with the way the Rams have been playing. Nobody wants to play that team. Cowboys, one of the six teams on by last week after the win over the Chargers two weeks ago, looking to get back in business here, get back on the winning side of football. This Colts-Saints game has huge in- implications in terms of evening out the record for both teams that have had issue at quarterback, issues defensively, even though both have been built to be some of the top defenses out there um three and four football teams facing each other the battle of new york jets giants there's always intrigue there you know metlife's going to be full so yeah there's some there's some great matchups around the morning you know it's interesting i said this yesterday if you look at all the matchups this week in the nfl the matchup with the two best teams in terms of their combined record currently 
Jaguars at the Steelers. Yeah. I mean, Doug Peterson obviously has done a tremendous job in turning around the fortunes of an organization that was completely messed up by Urban Meyer. They got to the playoffs a year ago, then after a one and two start this year of rattle off four straight wins. And how much more can we say about Mike Tomlin? No one does more with less than Mike Tomlin. I mean, this Steelers team is four and two. And you're like, how? What? What? <laughs> I know they have a good defense. Kenny Pickett is a guy. I mean, we haven't seen a lot out of Kenny Pickett to say, oh, yeah, that guy is a future Pro Bowl quarterback. And yet, once again, just like they did a year ago, finding a way to end up with a winning record. The man has never had a losing record. He's got a ticket reserved for him in Canton, Ohio, someday. But he's done it again. Yeah. How are the Steelers 4-2? and two. That game, by the way, just underway. Steelers have the ball first. Well, yeah, you, you look at that, and you look across the ball, by the way, at the Jacksonville Jaguars. There's mm. a very good reason why the Jags are a five-win football team. We'll get to that in a second. But you're absolutely right about making uh, chicken salad out of chicken scratch every oh. once in a while with Mike Tomlin. He's found a way over the last half decade uh, to will his team to positive records, to will his team into playoff appearances because there was a sharp decline with Ben Roethlisberger. Oh. Yep. And they did a really nice job of hiding his limitations and playing great defense alongside of his waning abilities as a quarterback. And then with Kenny Pickett, obviously, like we know, Playing quarterback in the NFL, really difficult thing to do. And he looks new at it still. So he needs a lot of help from the special teams and defense, and he's getting it. On the other side of this docket, Doug Peterson has been handed a golden ticket. Trevor Lawrence is the goods. Now, came out to a little bit of a shaky start. Not a good game two for them, the Jacksonville Jaguars, because he had a rough day. But he rebounded well. They got some critical wins, especially on the AFC side. The Bills game comes to mind. That was a huge stomping out in London. Um, and, and so Doug Peterson's doing what you do when you have a franchise game-changing quarterback. Urban Meyer tried his best to ruin Trevor Lawrence. He couldn't. Uh, the the indelible will of Trevor Lawrence prevailed. And uh, with with a deft hand like, like Doug Peterson, I think the Jacksonville Jaguars are going to be one of those teams who's in the conversation in January for sure. Another interesting matchup, Patriots and Dolphins. The Patriots finally found offense last week in that big victory against the Bills. Meanwhile, yesterday I was talking to Adam Kaplan, who, you know, is our Fox Sports Radio NFL insider, very close with the Eagles organization talking about what they did to the Dolphins last week and he goes look it's no secret when you're defending against Tua take away his first option oh yeah because once you take away his first option his passing efficiency numbers drop dramatically yes they do so when you look at Miami and their five wins against teams that have a combined five wins this year and then those two big losses to Buffalo and Philadelphia both those teams did exactly that. They were able to take away his first option, and suddenly he becomes a very ordinary quarterback. Well, so the biggest thing for teams facing, or I should say defenses facing the Dolphins, is pick your poison. Mm -hmm. It does feel a little bit like preparing for the Kansas City Chiefs when they had Hill and Kelsey. Who do you want to slow down? Well, I, I think it's an intelligent, if you have the capabilities to do this, it's an intelligent decision to take away Tyreek Hill. And the reason is, is because once Tyreek Hill goes off, 
Um, he's the most explosive player on the field. There's no question about it. If he gets a little bit of confidence early on, they connect for a couple of easy targets. You know he's going to eventually break a big one, uh, whether it's on a bubble screen or a quick slant or a stop route or a hitch or, you know, uh, you know even, even sometimes it, it could be broken play, just a little bit of a scramble. You need to commit bodies, not just body, but bodies to Tyree Kill. And if you take away 10 – all of a sudden, Tua gets uncomfortable because that's the emergency valve, right? If all else is going wrong, let me find Tyreek on this play, and he'll make it right, or at very least, help me make it right. So the Patriots shut down Tyreek Hill. They allowed a receiving touchdown, but they shut him down by and large. If you look at the stat profile on him that game, the first time they faced each other, and that was a tough win for the Dolphins. So number 10 and, and Tua, they're in for a long, hard day today. Another interesting matchup, Jets and Giants. Jets very much in the mix in the AFC East right now with that 3-3 three and three record. That was a division that had a, a lot of hype, and the Bills have not played quite to the level that a lot of people expected. We talked about the Dolphins situation, Patriots trying to get back on track after that win against Buffalo last week. But the Giants now have Tyrod, don't call me Tyrod Taylor, at quarterback. Brian Dable knows this guy. I mean, there's a reason that he was brought in to back up Daniel Jones. And at least what I've seen so far, he's running this offense better this year than Daniel Jones was. Yeah. Yeah. I I, I don't disagree with what you're saying. Look, Daniel Jones, there's a lot you could say about Daniel Jones. One of the things I can't say with any convention or conviction was it was all his fault, what was happening early this season. When you get a quarterback sacked 30 times, I understand some of those sacks were attributable to Daniel Jones, either too slow through his progressions or not seeing the hot read because there's a blitz or not understanding that the protection will not protect him on one side or the other, and he was getting roughed up out there, and sometimes it was Daniel Jones' fault. But you can't tell me that 30-plus times, getting sacked 30-plus times is all the quarterback's fault. It's not. It's not. I played the position. I know how offensive line works. You can't blame the quarterback for that much that much roughhousing. Now, you could blame the coordinator. You can blame some on the coordinator. You, you got to keep that ball closer to the line of scrimmage if you have an offensive line who can't block worth a damn, and they couldn't to start this season. They couldn't. Uh, I mean, you had guys running into each other like symbols out there. It was absolutely awful. It was a clown show. So it's gotten better up front on the offensive line if you look at some of the grading that's occurred since Terod Taylor took over. But also, Taylor, he's in career preservation mode. He doesn't want to get hit. He doesn't want to go down. He's getting rid of the damn football. So when when even if the Giants are trailing – he knows where to go with the football. He knows where his problems are, and he knows how to get the ball out of his hands. He's not playing hero ball. Sometimes Daniel Jones gets trapped into this mindset of, like, I got to make a play, I got to make a play, got to make a play, and he gets sacked, or he gets hit hard after he throws the ball. So, Terod Taylor is operating more efficiently at quarterback so far with this system and considering the limitations the Giants have up front. First touchdown of the day, courtesy of the Dallas Cowboys, Dak Prescott, 18-yard touchdown pass, the Jake Ferguson, 
And the Cowboys came out throwing six of seven, 77 yards, and that touchdown pass for Dak Prescott on that opening drive. So at least that's been the game plan. We're going to carve up that Rams secondary. Look, the Rams have been overachievers. You know I picked them to have the worst record in the league this year. They're far from that. This is a tough test. I think the Cowboys have, what, 10 straight home wins? I mean, they're always going to be tough at home. But that opening drive, impressive. Dak Prescott on the mark. Interesting, though, he was sacked twice on that drive. Yeah. But yeah. still, 6-7, seven, 77 yards, and the touchdown pass. So the Cowboys jump off to an early 7 nothing lead. All right, we're just getting started right now. As we mentioned, we have a full slate of NFL games. Nine games going on right now. You need scores. You need stats. There's one place to be, and you're already listening. This is Fox Sports Red Zone Radio. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Two NBA insiders podcasting twice a week to plug you right into the NBA grapevine. All happening in only one place. This League Uncut, the new NBA podcast with me, Chris Haynes. And me, Mark Stein. Join us as we team up to expound on everything we're covering, hearing, and chasing. Listen to This League Uncut with Chris Haynes and Mark Stein on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet that's right up to fifteen hundred dollars again sign up using code buckeye and receive up to fifteen hundred dollars back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and game sense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park that's 1-800-GAMBLER If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. First and 10 at the uh, Rams 19. Prescott's in the gun again. Pollard on his right. Back to throw. Looking right. Deep to the end zone. Leaping catch for Jake Ferguson. Touchdown Cowboys to start the game. 
That's the Cowboys Radio Network. Cowboys with an early 7-0 lead against the Rams. Rams, though, in the red zone, trying to answer back in that matchup. Once again, you're listening to Fox Sports Red Zone Radio. Steve Harper and Rich Ornberger with you. We're live from the TireRack.com studios. A couple of other games that got scores. We got the Giants on an early 3-0 lead after a Zach Wilson fumble handled them, handed them the ball. Jacksonville got a field goal on their opening drive in Pittsburgh. And the Falcons with an early 3-0 lead against the Titans. Touchdown for Indianapolis Colts as well. Gardner Minshew on the board early against the Saints. How about this stat last week for the Colts? Uh, going against that Browns defense, one of the better defenses, Minshew became the first quarterback rich in Colts history to have multiple touchdown passes and rushing touchdowns in the same game oh yeah yeah and by the way it's no small feat to do that against the Browns the Browns rolled up 450 plus yards against the Browns the Browns have allowed the fourth fewest touchdowns in the league the Browns are on top of the board in every step I mean okay so far through the air the Browns have only let up 895 yards through their games, right? A majority of those yards came during the Colts game. Uh, the next place team has given up over 1,000. That's the Cowboys. Like, the Browns passing defense especially is astoundingly stout. And somehow Gardner Minshew and this Colts team had a shootout with them. It was a really impressive performance by Minshew in that offense. Well, think about it. Shane Steichen. Yeah, I mean, yeah. a guy you know, obviously, from your Charger days, he's being hailed as a guy that really understands how to run an offense. Now, Anthony Richardson, a rookie, right? And he had moments, but predictably, he had some inconsistencies before he went down with that season-ending injury. But now, with a guy that's been there, done that, you know, Minshew, you know, he's got some... Got a resume. And look at this Colts offense. Uh, you know, Jonathan Taylor returns. They got a two-headed monster at running back. This could be a better team than a lot of people expected. We got a touchdown in this Commanders game. They're hosting the Eagles. Terry McLaurin pass from Sam Howell, 26 yards. Mm. Extra point is good. 7 nothing lead hold in on, Washington. Hold on, hold on, hold on. What do you got? What do you got? What, Bo, Bo's all decked out in his Eagles gear, obviously. Uh, did not figure to be a huge uh, challenge against the Commanders, who've lost, what, four of their last five games. What's going on right now after that big win last week against Miami? Uh, it's football, man. It's okay. Football. It That's is. fair. That's it is. fair. It, it is. is football. It is the NFL. I mean, yeah. trying to predict one week from the next. You know, one week you look good, the next week you mail it in. It's hard to uh, say. But uh, Eagles off to a rough start there. Because I was going to say, Rich, you know, with the 49ers losing two consecutive games and the Lions getting embarrassed last week and the Eagles with an impressive win against the Dolphins, uh, I mean, I know at this point, are we looking at the likelihood of an Eagles-Chiefs rematch in the Super Bowl? Yeah, I mean, it's it's possible. It's likely, in my opinion. That's the matchup that I predicted in the preseason. I didn't really see from a roster standpoint and a coaching standpoint because if you've been paying attention, Nick Sirianni is a really good football coach. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's turned Jalen Hurts into a star in this league, and that's somebody who not a lot of draft analysts and people like us on the radio had a, a an enormous amount of faith in coming out of college at Oklahoma after winning the Heisman but second rounder and now arguably it did not win the Heisman oh excuse me yeah you runner, runner up, up for the Heisman. runner up for the Heisman 
This is the type of player that Jalen Hurts is, though. Yeah. He does whatever it takes to win. And Nick Sirianni is the architect of the offense that has helped him do that. And an impressive effort to really bring a guy bring a guy up through a system. Like, oftentimes we're seeing a, a Trevor Lawrence fit a Doug Peterson system. You're seeing, you know, a, uh, name it, a Joe Burrow uh, fit his talents into a Zach Taylor system. Really and truly, I think the two of them put their heads together and they said, hey, Jalen, I like what you did at Oklahoma. How can we incorporate this here and make you comfortable? Are you comfortable with these things? It truly was a collaboration, and the effort to make that work has netted itself a Super Bowl appearance, and I think the Philadelphia Eagles will be back, and frankly, I think the Chiefs, I, until until somebody knocks the Chiefs off the mountaintop, I, I'm just going to go ahead and slate them for Super Bowl visit after Super Bowl visit until somebody makes me believe otherwise in the AFC. So far, that hasn't happened. Touchdown pass. Mac Jones is unstoppable right now. <laughs> Coming off the big win against Buffalo, he just threw a touchdown pass to Kendrick Bourne. 24 yards, so the New England Patriots take the early lead on the road against the Miami Dolphins. When Bill Belichick was asked about Mac Jones' breakout performance last week against Buffalo, he gave it the typical Belichick uh, didn't give any answer, did not want to acknowledge it. Uh, but I'm asking you as someone that knows the organization well knows bill o'brien if things finally clicked was it an aberration or should we suddenly see a completely resurgent new england patriots offense well look when you're a well-coached team and there's no question that new england the patriots they're going to be well coached you always have a chance i say that about teams with great quarterbacks too like you can never rule out a team with a great quarterback because you need a great quarterback it's not the only ingredient but you need a great quarterback to go far in this league and the same could be said about coaching and culture there is a great coach in New England. There is a great culture, although different since Tom Brady left. Admittedly, different culture, but still a great culture in New England. They know how to win. And really, Mac Jones needs to thank his defense because this is what happens in New England. Complimentary football. Kyle Duggar gets the interception against Tua, who was targeting who? Tyreek Hill, yep. who's already off to a slow start. He's he's had uh, a, a target in this game because he's been covered well, so Tua has to go elsewhere with the football, and the first time he tries to throw it to him, Duggar steps in front of it, gets the ball back for the Pats. They go in for the easy score to Kendrick Bourne. The New Orleans Saints, disappointing after the 2-0 start. They've lost four of their last five games. Derek Carr trying to find some answers. Uh, they're on the move right now, trying to even up this game against the Colts. Where are we with the Saints right now? In, in a very winnable division. Let's face it, the, the NFC South doesn't have a whole lot to brag about. There seems to be a lot of parity, if you want to call it that, or parody uh, in that uh, division. But where are the Saints right now? I mean, if you are looking at the Saints and thinking, what's happened? Well, what's happened is Derek Carr's brand new. Um, and, and, and I'm not making excuses for Derek Carr because I, I thought it would look better than this, but he's new to this offense, and it's showing. He's also been injured and missed some time. So the Saints are reeling a little bit because I, I think they were planning on more continuity at the quarterback position, better – execution offensively than they've received in fact i think they were aware that there were some issues this offseason and that's the reason why they they got um they got gruden down there on staff if you remember 
Like, all of a sudden, we're hearing, like, oh, Gruden's back in the NFL. Well, yeah, because it sounded like Derek Carr was having a little bit of a hard time adjusting to this new offense, and they needed to find a way to get him comfortable. And so a familiar face, you know, on the sideline, in the headset, in the quarterback room, I think that's the reason why they brought him in, because it has looked a little shaky to start with. And some of these losses, especially against some of these quarterbacks, are kind of unacceptable. Jordan Love in his first year loss mm. in Green Bay. Baker Mayfield first year with the Bucks loss hosting the Buccaneers. That was a big beating too. Uh, they lost to the Texans three weeks ago. Last week a blowout, or not a blowout, but a closer loss to the Jaguars. Like this team needs to start stacking up some wins. They got the Bears and Vikings and Falcons after this game. They better get three straight wins because already they're in a they're they're in a dogfight against the Colts. Another interesting game. Five minutes to go in the first quarter. No score. Texans and Panthers. The story of two rookie quarterbacks, Bryce Young, the number one overall pick, C.J. Stroud, the number two overall pick. Carolina is 0-6. The Texans are 3-3. This game is in Carolina. Yes. Saints have tied it up. Alvin Kamara into the end zone. That makes it a 7-7 game right now in Colts Saints. All right, so Saints, as we were talking about, they do even up that game. Meanwhile, the Jags just got another field goal. They they lead the Steelers 6-0. It's raining there in Pittsburgh. But, I mean, you look at Carolina in this game with Bryce Young at home, they need to win a game. Yeah. Like, at some point here, because if Houston goes in there, gets the W, sitting at 4-3, and three, and the Carolina Panthers 0-7, if there were already some you know, doubts about did the Panthers make the right move with the number one overall pick, imagine if they lose this game at home to C.J. Stroud and the Texans. Ooh, ooh. Yeah, when I saw this one on the schedule, when, when, the, when the schedules came out and the Texans were going to face the Panthers and you knew Young and Stroud were going to face each other, to be perfectly honest, I thought both of their records were going to look kind of like the Carolina Panthers record. You know, maybe maybe two and four, maybe one and five. Carolina winless still in this league. Uh, I, I thought that the Houston Texans were going through a hardship and they were going to be banging around with maybe a one-win record. Maybe they would be able to steal one against, I don't know, the Falcons. Oddly, that was one of their losses this season. But this team has overachieved, and a big reason why is because of C.J. Stroud. And I want to give D'Amico Ryan's rookie head coach a lot of props because even with a special quarterback, you've got to make believers of a locker room. There's a lot of Dan Campbell in D'Amico Ryans. Like, you can see it. Like, like he's a motivator. He's got the, the he's got this team believing it doesn't matter who walks through the doors or what, what stadium you're playing in this upcoming weekend, that they've got a chance. And when you believe it's the first step to getting wins. And they're starting to stack them up a little bit. This is a 3-3 three and three football team. They are a viable contender in their division. Shoot, I mean, the Houston Texans may skip a rebound, a rebuild, and they could potentially be a playoff team. That is unbelievable. But, yeah, Carolina and Frank Reich, the pressure is on. Remember, even if they have the worst record in the league, they traded away that first-round pick to the Chicago Bears. So they need a win in the worst way. All right, let's find out what is trending right now. And, you know, Rich, I I tell you what. I was looking around at a lot of the ladies trending right now. Thank you. And – 
A lot of women are, like some of the news anchors are dressed up as Taylor Swift, you know, with a bunch of Chiefs gear. <laughs> that seems to be the popular look right now. But not Monsie. No. Monsie <laughs> no. paraded around yesterday as Dylan Brooks. Now that... Right. Okay. Right. So, of course. I mean, it seems such an yeah. obvious choice. How did you decide that's the way you were going to go yesterday? No joke. When he did the when he did that interview during the playoffs and he said those words, I thought he looked so ridiculous. I was like, "That's my Halloween costume right there." Uh-huh. Instantly, when I saw him, and then I was like, "Okay, I'm gonna do it." It was genius. Now, please, where, are you holding up like a whiteboard that says "I poke bears"? Uh, no, but I did. I I had a chain that said DB on it. So, because he was wearing a chain, so I I didn't have a sign. I almost thought of making a sign or like, he's old or something, you know, something. Yeah, but I, yeah. I did it. I the did facial it. hair was Thank spot you. on. I, I walked in and I was like, Bo, who am I? And Bo looks at me, turns his head, he's like, you look like Dylan Brooks. I was like, yes, that's right. <laughs> yeah, and then Brandon said, you look like Danny G. Right, and then I wanted to punch him because yeah, obviously yeah. I'm not. Am I wearing Raiders? Yeah. No. The question <laughs> is, has anybody given you forty yet? Because no. he said he said he doesn't respect any. Anyone until they give him 40. Yeah, I know. Yeah, And then what's funny is, like, I made fun of him for doing that. I was like, you're such a, you're going to, nobody's going to take you in the league anymore. And then the joke was on me when the Rockets offered him all that money to come join them. Yeah. So he's fine. I was like, great. I'm going to, I'm going to dress up. I, and I think I got it pretty good. I think I got it pretty good. I don't understand, though, why so many people thought I would use a Sharpie for right. my face. Right. What? So many people. Even Brian Fenley's like, is that Sharpie? Brian, it's makeup. Come on. It's, it was good. Thank you. It was eyeliner. A, a fresh Sharpie, you mean like permanent Sharpie? Per- so many people were like, I hope that's not permanent. Of course it's not permanent. Um, why would I do that to myself, guys? It was eyeliner, eyeliner. All right, let's check into the NFL. So the Jaguars and the Steelers going at it. Steelers safety Minka Fitzpatrick sustained a hamstring injury, and his return to today's game is doubtful. This is the latest. But the Jaguars are up 6-0. If anybody has their kicker, Brandon McManus, good job on your fantasy because he has hit two 50-plus yard field goals already. So that's nice. The Commanders are up on the Eagles 7-3 late in the first quarter. Texans and Panthers are still scoreless, and they're about to start the second quarter. Giants up on the Jets. Basically, it's a home game for everybody here. It's 3-0, five minutes to go in the first quarter. The Patriots and the Dolphins are now tied at seven apiece. It looks like Tua Togovailoa just threw to Tyreek Hill. Yep, that's what's happening. So it's a tie game. Patriots, Dolphins, 7-7. They're about to end the first quarter. The Saints and the Colts are also tied at 7 apiece late in the first. The Titans with Will Levis. Hey, making his debut. Rookie quarterback has thrown a touchdown. It looks like to DeAndre Hopkins. So it's 7-3 against the Falcons late in the first quarter. Vikings and Packers scoreless with five minutes to go. And Dallas just intercepted Matthew Stafford. Intended for, yep, Cooper Cup. And they have scored. So I guess a pick six for the Dallas Cowboys that just happened. They are beating the Rams 16-3. to Yikes. They're about to end the first quarter. This just went down. All right, Cowboys. I don't know if Stafford is the all-time leader in career pick sixes. I know he's near the top of the list. That was ugly. Yeah, no, that's not good. Oof. And it looks like a Cowboy blowout, 17-3 after that extra point. All right, Monty, very busy day. Thank you so much. Once again, we're brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. Get a multi-policy discount by combining your motorcycle, RV, boat, 
eight TV and more, all your protection in one place. Bundle and save at Progressive.com. Let's get a little preview here of the Browns-Seahawks matchup later. Ready, ready. Now, now. Hey, let's go, let's go. It's time for the NFL on Fox. Focus. Join us right now. She does a tremendous job. Fox NFL reporter Pam Oliver is joining us. Pam, we always appreciate your time. You know, record-wise, this was the second-best matchup in the NFL this week. Two two teams. I mean, you don't think about the Browns and the Seahawks. But I want to start with the Browns right now and the Deshaun Watson situation. So he has the shoulder. He has that strained rotator cuff. He's going to be out. He did try it last week. Then he got concussed or at least we thought he did then he got cleared did not return to the game something is going on with the Browns and Deshaun Watson any clarity on exactly what their game plan is moving forward with the guy making a boatload of money with not a lot to show for it <laughs> that contract certainly comes up a lot doesn't it yeah um well Kevin Stefanski told us last night that what they're going to do is they'll determine the IR status depending on how he progresses during the week. So, you know, if there's an IR situation, they're just going to, you know, base it on how he performs and his rehab and the way that's going. But they want to take that approach um, first. Obviously, you don't want to lose him if it's IR. It's at least four games. So, um, But if that rotator cuff is injured to that degree, uh, what can you do? You know, it's going to be T.J. Williams in there um, for, uh, for a good long time. Yeah, and speaking of the backup quarterback, B.J. has played great. Kevin Stefanski's got to probably marvel at his third-string quarterback keeping the train on the tracks. They're trying to ugly up games. Now, last week was an unexpected shootout. I don't think anybody saw that being the highest-scoring game of the week when the Colts uh, took the Browns all the way down to the wire. But uh, still a W for Cleveland, and they roll on to face the Seahawks today. What's the overall feeling on P.J. Walker as he's been able to, to sort of keep this thing stabilized, at least in the interim? Um, with P.J. Walker, I think people have confidence in him. He helped them win two straight ball games. Uh, they're not going to ask him to be a world beater. Kevin Stefanski told us they just want to be really efficient um, on offense. They've got to deal with this crowd noise, which I don't know if you guys have been here, but it is no joke. So he feels, uh, feels confident in uh, P.J. Walker. I think a lot of his teammates do. Uh, he's had that long, winding road, which makes you kind of respect the guy. And he told us how much he appreciates every opportunity that he gets. And, you know, his family's keeping him grounded. His family's really helping him, you know, understand to take advantage of each and every opportunity. So, you know, I think P.J. Walker can do a very good job for them today. But they got to stick to that plan and keep it efficient and help the defense balls out. Pam, you know, it's easy for an NFL coach with a highly successful quarterback to build an impressive resume. The question is, what happens after you lose that franchise quarterback? We were talking about Mike Tomlin with, you know, Big Ben leaving, and all of a sudden he's got the rookie Kenny Pickett, and he hasn't missed a Mm -hmm. beat. They continue to win. It's the same thing with Pete Carroll. I mean, you you got rid of Russell Wilson. Almost everyone believed that the Seahawks were going to be in for a tough stretch of years trying to rebuild this team. They bring in Geno Smith, who I, I didn't even know was still in the league before last year. 
He has a Pro Bowl season, and now they're sitting at four and two. Give us a little insight on on your read. You know Pete Carroll for a long time of why this guy, still in his seventies, seems to have the enthusiasm and still resonates with the players in that locker room. He loves it. He loves the game. He loves guiding these young men. Uh, I asked him the question the other day about just this organization, you know, and its philosophy and how you stick to it no matter what, no matter who's in, who's out. And he said, that's just how we build them. We want, we want to help these young men be successful, put them in a position to do what they do best and, uh, you know, really go from there. But the man is just indefatigable. He loves the game. He loves his players. And that really, you know, uh, comes across talking to Devin Witherspoon about him. I said, what do you like about playing for Pete Carroll? He said, he's just dope. He's just dope. <laughs> and, you know, a lot of players just feel that way about him. They, you know, they, they put themselves on the line for him. They feel like he doesn't, he's not above them, even though he's the head coach. He kind of approaches them where they are. And I think that's a very, very big deal, and it helps them be very successful. How, how do you be successful against a Browns defense, though, that has been so stingy with passing yardage, with touchdowns given? Uh, you have some serious firepower. Obviously, Walker and Metcalf and Lockett offensively. We just talked about mm-hmm. Geno Smith. But how, how do you crack the seal on Cleveland? How can, how can the Seahawks get this win? You know, I think they have to stick with what they do. You know, they they really hope to run the ball. That is um, their number one goal. And to, again, not to use that same word, efficient, but just get the ball out. Gina wants the ball out of his hands. Are they going to go with the quick passes to negate miles to some degree? Um, You can probably expect to see that. But, uh, you know, I think it's just incumbent upon the Browns' defense to – help them win this game. I mean, really make a difference, get some turnovers, get some points off of, off of those turnovers. And I think Seattle, they just want to have a, a very clean game. They got the energy um, from Lumen Field. And I, you know, I think they, they know that um, what they're facing uh, on the other side of the line. These guys believe that the line of scrimmage is where this game is going to be won. Well, believe it or not, it's a game I circled this week. Anxious to see how this one goes. Browns at the Seahawks. Pam, you're the best. We always appreciate the time. Thanks for joining us today. Hey, watch that permanent marker. You don't want to put that on your eye. You hear that, Monsi? Yes. She's very wise to that. Yeah, yeah. She's got to be careful. Thanks, Pam. We appreciate it. You got it, guys. Take care. Pam Oliver there. Again, Browns, Seahawks. You look at if I'm the Seahawks, Rich asked about that Browns defense. I know the Browns got the one-point win against the Colts, but Colts put up 38. So I'm going to take a good look at what the Colts did because they got a lot of yards and a lot of points against a very good defense. So I don't know if you can duplicate that if you're the Seahawks offense, but they gave you a roadmap. Yeah, oh, and Pam knocked it out of the park. That's exactly what the Seahawks should do, is play their brand of football. Now, the Colts had to throw the ball around a little bit because they were trailing at times. If you can control the time of possession, if you can find a way to run against, again, a very stout defense in the Browns and control the clock and stay on the chains, meaning that you're having productive first and second down plays, which avails you third and short opportunities for Geno, where he doesn't have to sit in the pocket and wait for routes 
routes to develop to get to the chains where he can get the ball out of his hand quick. This could be, I'm not saying an easy win. There's no such thing as an easy win. But when you're facing P.J. Walker, you have an opportunity to control the game. You can you can survive the Browns, get the win, and move on with your schedule. All right, coming up, we continue on here with our coverage of nine games currently underway around the National Football League. This is Fox Sports Red Zone Radio. And There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it and travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel, it's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Back to Akers, up the middle, across the five, to the goal line, touchdown! Cam Akers with his first touchdown wearing purple and gold, and the first rushing touchdown of the season for the Minnesota Vikings. That's KFAM 100.3 FM Vikings Radio Network. Vikings take the early 7-0 lead on the road against the Packers. This is Fox Sports Red Zone Radio. Steve Harbin, Rich Ornberger with you live from the TireRack.com studios. Maybe a moment of truth for Jordan Love in Green Bay. They're sinking quick. And after a promising start to the season, it's not trending in the right direction. I mean, the Vikings' defense came up big against the 49ers. I don't know where that came from last week. But a Green Bay loss at home today. Remember those comparisons saying, yeah, look at that, Jordan Love following Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers. Not so much. Yeah, three and out, three and out, three and out Yikes. for the Green Bay offense. And so far, I mean, it could be much worse, a missed field goal. On the uh, the opening drive for the Vikings, they could be in a ten nothing hole. Mercifully, only in a seven nothing hole after the Cam Akers rushing touchdown, and the Vikings have the football back and they're at their own forty eight. So they're at midfield, looking to score again, and it's early in the second quarter. So yeah, Green Bay they've got to mount up 
as much as people were talking about Jordan Love, a lot more people were convinced that this Packers defense was going to be one of the top units in the NFL. That also hasn't been true. Uh, they've been giving up tons of points over the course of the season. And it's, uh, it's, I mean, recently they've righted themselves. And like you said, Jordan Love has really been more of the reason and that offense has been more of the reason uh, because when, when the Raiders only scored 17 against you, you need to find a way to win that game. When the Broncos only scored 19 against you, you need to find a way to win that game. So if it's not one thing, it's the other with Green Bay. All right, so if you need proof about one week to the next in the NFL, you have no way to figure out a game, try the Eagles and the Commanders. So Washington last week lost to the Giants. The Giants. Four losses in their last five games. The Eagles probably had their most impressive win of the year in beating the Dolphins. Sam Howell today against the Eagles is 14 of 15, 140 yards and two touchdowns. Commanders lead this game 14 to 3. He is carving up that Eagles defense. Yeah, yeah. I mean, look, there are real issues with this Eagles football team. Both units, the offense and the defense, have not played anywhere near the level of productivity that they've played with a season ago where they made the Super Bowl berth and they were the top team in the NFC and they went on that undefeated run throughout the majority of the football season. The Eagles were world beaters last year. This, this year they look very beatable. And they're going to get caught again if they don't wake up. This team is slow when they start. They, they've been playing catch-up all year long. And the commanders, if I'm, if I'm Washington, I feel like, geez, we let them off the hook last time we played them. And we played them in Philadelphia, and we got them all the way to overtime, and they just, they just found a way to win against us. So I... Look, I'm a believer, oddly enough, in Sam Howell. I think he's a little bit of a baller. Uh, I think he's getting better and better. And this is a perfect example of how, you know, maybe if 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 Eric Bieniemy ends up getting some looks as a head coach, maybe if the, the this isn't a great season for the Commanders, but we see a lot of productivity out of this offense, maybe, maybe he follows Bieniemy wherever he lands. Worst performance of the day, the Rams are on a roll today. Down 26-3 to the Cowboys. There's been a pick six. There's been a block punt that went out of the end zone for safety. Uh, Dak Prescott has a couple of touchdown passes. The Cowboys even have a 58-yard field goal. I think the Rams need to go home now. It's 26-3, and we still got 11 minutes to go in the first half. Yeah, yeah. It's uh... – I, I did not really expect this to go quite the way it's going. Um, but we know that Dallas has the ability to score in bunches. They've shown it before. And by the way, not just with their offense. There have been games where their defense obviously has shown up and done exactly what they're doing today. And this is when the Cowboys are at their best. This is a front-running team. They love to play with a win. McCarthy is going to just stomp the accelerator to the floor here. All right, we continue on. Don't go anywhere. Exciting day already around the NFL. This is Fox Sports Red Zone Radio. 
Rolling along here on a huge NFL Sunday, Fox Sports Red Zone Radio broadcasting live from the TireRack.com studios. TireRack.com, we're going to help get you there. An unmatched selection, fast free shipping, free road hazard protection, over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. I'm watching the Steelers-Jaguars game. Steelers have them right where they want them. So here's where the Steelers, these are their first four possessions. Three and out, three and out, three and out. Three and out. Jacksonville got held to a couple of field goals. They were driving a pick in the end zone. And then all of a sudden, Pittsburgh gets a huge pass interference call against Jacksonville. They're driving down the field. How many times have we seen this? Where the Steelers seemingly are overwhelmed by their opponent. And then you look at the final score and you're like, how the hell did they win this game? Yeah. It's raining, it's ugly in Pittsburgh, but their first they had on their first drive they had negative five yards, second drive four yards, then eight yards, then two yards. It was all Jacksonville, and then the interception in the end zone, and now all of a sudden the Steelers are on the move. Yeah, well what what it comes down to is great defense. And and this this Steelers defense just won't be denied. It kind of feels like the Browns and go figure, they're both in the AFC North and what's the trademark of the AFC North? With Baltimore, especially with the Browns, really honestly with the Bengals too, and I, and the Steelers, we're talking about them. All these teams play astoundingly stout defense, and the Steelers, they're relying on their defense again, forcing turnovers, finding ways to help them win the field position game and make it a little bit more easy for this Kenny Pickett-led offense. Yeah, unbelievable how they find ways uh, to. Just stay in games, and then, you know, late in the game, they find ways to win it. All right, busy day already. The Miami Dolphins have taken the lead over New England by a score of 14-7. to I think this is a big game for the Dolphins. I mean, obviously, the Patriots have to win if they have any designs on getting back into the, the playoff chase. But Tua in this game is 14-19, 127 yards, two touchdowns. He did have the pick a little bit earlier on. And the Patriots' offense, which had some life, and that win against the Bills, not so much against, let's face it, not exactly a stellar Dolphins defense. They just have 56 total yards with six minutes to go in the first half of that game. Yeah, yeah. It's um, it's it's going to be interesting to see how things progress offensively there. You know, not, not a tremendous amount of faith that they're going to be able to write things that it's going to be uh, back on track. I, I I don't know. I it's it's so tough to to tell because even though we're seven weeks, eight weeks into this NFL season, right? The automatic assumption is well, these offenses are done maturing. Like this is it. This is so wherever they're at now, it remains static for the rest of the year. And this is this is this is what you're going to see because it's mid season, right? Well, wrong. Because, like we know, this is separation time in the NFL. This is where the great teams really turn it on, and they create that separation where they're vying for bye weeks in the postseason. And then some of those teams that have underwhelmed you, they start to figure it out, and they become the teams that they end up finishing the season. So this is this is that time of year where really it's beginning to coalesce. It's not even near its finished product yet. 
All right, so the Steelers, as I said earlier, completely dominated in this first half by Jacksonville, but they are now facing a third and goal. The Steelers actually went for a little trickery, like a little inside flip to the tight end that went absolutely nowhere. So third and goal at Jacksonville's five-yard line. Again, it's rainy in Pittsburgh. It's Steeler weather, uh, and they're trying to get on the board. Pickett is scrambling throws incomplete no flag there so it looks like they're gonna have to settle for a field goal attempt yeah Uh, again trailing in this game i mean the steelers offense (laughs) is that by the way speaking of offenses where is the packers offense right now 10 nothing of vikings lead this game jordan love two of five seven yards he has negative five yards net passing the Packers, with eight minutes to go in the first half, have 26 total yards. Well, this Vikings defense, they're putting together a couple of games now, right? I mean, where, I don't know where they, they showed up last week against the 49ers, but they look even more dominant today. But let's face it, holding the Chiefs to 27, it feels like yeoman's work in this league nowadays, and that's where they were three weeks ago when they faced Kansas City. Um they beat the Panthers before that, 21-13, so that defense was stingy there against a, a struggling Panthers offense, obviously. Against the Bears two weeks ago, they held them to 13. Last week against the 49ers, held them to 17 points. So, look, nothing really all that new with the Vikings. And like I said, things things change in this league. Like, things aren't aren't static from the start of the season to midseason and then to the end of the season like teams get better the vikings defense if you want to talk about an overachieving unit so far this season the vikings defense is the only reason this team has a heartbeat at all and they find themselves in this in second place in their division with an opportunity to overtake the detroit lions who all of a sudden look very mortal after getting the dog beaten out of them in baltimore a week ago will levis making his starting debut for the titans today and they are on the board again Second touchdown pass for Will Levis. Now, this is a guy that we watched sit there enduring an entire first round when a lot of people thought. Remember, some people actually projected him to be the second overall pick. Oh, yeah. Uh, And he dropped completely out of the first round. But there you go. They are on the board again, and the Titans – uh, jump off to a 13-3 lead, pending an extra point against the Falcons. Well, we got to have this conversation if you bring up the Titans. Should they or shouldn't they be allowed to wear the old Houston Oilers uniforms because they're wearing the throwbacks today and this has been a topic of debate? Well, it's no, their franchise. It's the same no. franchise, right? By the way, there was people don't understand this. The Houston Oilers became the Tennessee Oilers before they changed their name to the Titans. They actually were the Tennessee Oilers for two years. Yeah. And then changed it to the Titans. By the way, Will Levis, 10 of 14, 113 yards, two touchdowns, no picks. Well, there you go. Yeah, out to a great start. And and look, the Titans needed a boost offensively because I think we can all see it. Even though uh, he's been relatively unproductive, it sounds like the Titans are going to stick it out with Derrick Henry. Of course, unless they get a monster trade package, which I'm guessing they won't. And that's the reason why we saw the release statement or the leaked statement, whatever you want to call it, uh, that the Titans aren't planning on moving Henry. But they needed a shot in the arm. This offense has been very stagnant. And 
the fact that Will Levis comes off the bench and gives them a little juice, I think is a great thing, especially, again, in another extremely winnable division. Like, the Jacksonville Jaguars, they're not a finished product yet, even though they're a five-win football team. Um, they're not a finished product yet. And if you can give a little chase, who knows? If the Jags strip up, you're right there. All right. Uh, the Steelers did get a field goal, so they still trail the Jaguars 6-3 to three inside four minutes to go in the first half there. Big series for the Panthers. Down 10, or excuse me, 7 to nothing here inside two minutes to go in the first half. Panthers have a second and goal at the Texans' four-yard line. Uh, Bryce Young's numbers are good. He's actually thrown for 118 yards in this first half. In fact, he has more yards passing than C.J. Stroud. But they need a W. They, they oh, have to win the a way. game uh, against a Texans team that, you know, again, three and three overachievers. D'Amico Ryans has done a great job. A lot of people expected him to be an effective head coach. So far, he's been that. But, man, you got to get in the end zone here if you're the Panthers. Yeah, look, here's the reality. I think Bryce Young is getting used to the fact that his Alabama offensive line stayed behind in Tuscaloosa. Yeah. So, so yeah, very so, good. So, yeah, I mean, like, especially when you're the smallest quarterback in the league, you need protection. We look. He checks every box, Rich. You know, he's smart. He's accurate. He 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 knows how to read defenses. But when you are his stature, you need an extra second to see oh, yeah. things down the field. And if you're not getting it, then size does matter in this yeah, league well and also let's face it there are times where we take it for granted because we're so used to seeing it we're so used to seeing a, a justin herbert able to fend off you know and yeah. shed defenders who are getting to him in the pocket we're so used to being seeing jalen hurts have somebody tugging on his off arm while he's delivering a football downfield bryce young is diminutive in size he is not not even close to being a prototypical quarterback height weight so what he needs to be is excellent in the pocket he needs to be able to climb the pocket and deliver the football fast and his height is going to affect that because throwing lanes get awful tight for a quarterback who measure in at 510 or below uh, or extending plays if he's feeling pressure coming to him off the edges he's going to have to get to the outside he's going to have to work the outside of the pocket and he actually delivered a football downfield today that was perfect touchdown panthers Touchdown Panthers as we speak. They got into the end zone, so they are an extra point away of tying this game. Yeah, look at I'm a I, I am I'm a big Bryce Young fan. I, I really believe he's got to be surrounded by the right team. And I just hope that, you know, it won't take long for the Panthers to assemble the kind of team that'll allow him to show what he's got. Because he has it. I really believe Bryce Young has it. Yeah, I do. well listen, I I he he's struggled to play at this level. He looks like a rookie so far this season. Does he have it or not? Uh, that remains to be seen. But I, I can tell you right now, what he what he does have is the will. You, if you're going to have any success at this at this level, you need to have belief, and you really need to have an unbreakable will. And and at very least, those boxes, in my opinion, are checked with Bryce Young. All right, we continue on here as we head toward halftimes around the National Football League. Nine games in progress for all the latest scores, stats, everything you need. Keep it right here. This is Fox Sports Red Zone Radio. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret, like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. 
Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notify, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. To throw it. Fires. Got it. It's Hopkins at the 10, at the 5, in the end zone. Touchdown, Titans! Levis to Hopkins on the crosser for a big six. There we go. That's red zone offense. That's what you need. That's WGFX 104.5 Titans Radio Network. So Will Levis making his debut as a starting quarterback for the Titans. Two touchdown passes. Tennessee leads Atlanta 14-3. They got the two-minute warning in the first half there. This is Fox Sports Red Zone Radio. Steve Harmon, Rich Ornberger with you. We're in the final stretch to get tickets to horse racing's biggest moment of the year. The world's best are heading to Santa Anita for the Breeders' Cup World Championships on November 3rd and 4th. The countdown begins now. Get tickets today at BreedersCup.com. Meanwhile, it just gets worse for the Rams. 33-3. to The Cowboys annihilating the Rams today. Dak Prescott, 17 of 21, 225 yards, three touchdowns. He did throw one pick in this game. CeeDee Lamb has a couple of touchdown receptions. Uh, and I don't know if Sean McVay can say anything at halftime going to make it better. So the Rams, uh, a team that I predicted would have the worst record in the league. They surprised a lot of people, but uh, today all Cowboys. And let's take the Cowboys standpoint. The Cowboys have games like this. Oh, yeah. They, they had them last year. They had them the year before where they just look like world beaters and they're like why don't we see that more often? Why do the Cowboys go into a disappearing act in certain games? Is that Mike McCarthy? Is it just the NFL? Because when you watch the Cowboys working on all cylinders, you say, why aren't they in the conversation as one of the best teams in the NFL? The Cowboys, man, the Cowboys are just one of those teams where they, they are so inconsistent. 
right? Like oh. there there are games where you think to yourself, like, oh wow, Dak is a top ten quarterback. Like this is a Super Bowl caliber offense. They've got weapons everywhere. You look that defense. My goodness, Micah Parson, Deron Bland just got his third pick six of the season, and it's only week eight. And then you slow yourself down and you say, Yeah, but what happens in those primetime visits sometimes? What happens when when Dak gets to the postseason and why does it happen? Yeah, is it culture? Is it coaching? Is it Dak? I don't know. But the Dallas Cowboys, if they're ever going to win a Super Bowl in Jerry Jones's life again, they're going to need to figure it out. All right. Uh, we missed this. Uh, a little bit earlier, we mentioned the Panthers finally scored to even up the game against the Texans, except they did not even it up. Missed extra point. First one of the day. So the Texans still lead the Panthers 7-6 to six with a minute to go uh, in the first half in that game. And how about the Saints? So the Saints dug an early hole on the road against the Colts. They were down 17-7. to seven. And then all of a sudden, Derek Carr lights up. Couple of touchdowns and put the Saints in front, twenty-one to seventeen at Indy. Five minutes to go in the first half, and Derek Carr looks really good. Nine to twelve, a hundred seventy-four yards, two touchdowns, and no uh, interceptions. So you know, again, if the Saints win this, they get back to four and four. Four and four doesn't sound impressive unless, of course, you play in the NFC South. Right, right. Well, I, I think what the Saints are doing, and and smartly is they're getting the ball into the hands of their playmakers closer to the line of scrimmage. Derek Carr is a much better quarterback when he's targeting his his playmakers, like an Alvin Kamara, like a Taysom Hill, like a Michael Thomas, closer to the line of scrimmage. Let them work with the football in their hands. Don't try to stretch the field with Derek Carr. That's where you're going to get in trouble. I mean, unless it's play action. So set up a run game. Get guys involved in a variety of different ways. Taysom Hill is a Swiss Army Knight. Get him involved in some trick plays. Get him involved in some fly sweep stuff. You know, Alvin Kamara is one of the better uh, uh, playmakers with the ball in his hands. Get him involved in the run game. And then, by the way, get Get him involved in the passing game like you did on short slants where he makes nine guys miss and he rumbles in for a score. All right. I, I'd be remiss, of course, if I didn't mention the biggest score of the day, at least according to Bo, our producer. A.J. Brown has found the end zone on the reception oh, from Jalen Hurts. I did see this. Oh. Yeah. It's a one-hand grip. It's man defense against a man. Well, A.J. Brown this year has been the best receiver in the NFL, led the league in receiving yards going into today. Already today, six catches, 88 yards, and that touchdown. The problem for the Eagles right now is they have no running game. They have six yards rushing in this game. Uh, Chris, the resident Lions fan, has a theory about DeAndre Swift. What is that uh, theory here? It's Chris? not. It's it's mostly going on trends right now. Like when he was in Detroit, we, usually you would see while he's healthy a couple good games out of him. But I mean, his durability through the season always wears down. I looked at his game log from last week. Uh, I think he only had like 18 yards in the ground, and the week prior, I think he had a touchdown. But again, well under, well under 100 yards from scrimmage, and I don't know if he's been involved in this game at all. And like, well, he has one carry in this game. In fact, both these teams 
guys are just throwing the ball. He just Sam, takes he takes big hits, and when he does, it just starts to really, really diminish his, his capacity in these games. So I'm just wondering, like, right. if this is kind of the same that we've seen in past years in Detroit. Well, this is just, how the Eagles rough. offense were used to. 25 passes for Jalen Hurts. They only have four rushing attempts in this game. Uh, meanwhile, Sam Howell. 24 of 26 in the first half. 226 yards, two touchdowns, and no picks. Uh, But getting back to the Eagles, I mean, we think of them as a running team, complemented by Jalen Hurts throwing the ball to an A.J. Brown and obviously a Devontae Smith, but... Wow, where is their running game here, Rich? Yeah, I, I mean it's it's kind of non-existent. Um, yeah, it's going to be a problem, especially as the season w- carries on and the weather gets colder and life gets a little bit tougher on offenses from a passing standpoint. You need to develop a run game if you're going to have sustained success. Now, it doesn't need to be the feature piece of your offense. Clearly, we see that now. It hasn't been the feature piece of this of the Chiefs' offense over the course of their uh, uh, winning window here the past five years or so, right? You can still major in the passing game, but you at very least need to be able to threaten teams with run game, and it just, I mean, it's just, it's underdeveloped to say the very least. Packers trying to get back in this game against the Vikings. It took them 26 minutes to get a first down in this game. They didn't even have a first down until four minutes left in the first half. Still, they're only down 10 to nothing, despite being completely dominated here uh, by this Vikings team. Only 67 total yards for the Packers. They do have a couple of first downs now. Uh, but they have a chance here to get some points. Uh, they're at midfield, and there's a minute to go in the first half. Actually, they're in Green Bay territory now at the 45-yard line. If you're the Packers with Jordan Love... Because he has been in this organization. Now a big play for the Packers over the middle. Gets the ball at least into field goal territory. But are you all in with Jordan Love as your franchise quarterback? Understanding that this is his first, obviously, year as your starting quarterback. uh, First full year. But, I mean, you think they're all in saying we'll be patient and that he eventually will be the guy that we thought he was when we moved up in the draft and took him in the first round. Obviously not. Obviously not. Um, Jordan Love, this is very much a, a, a tryout. He is trying out to be the starting quarterback of the Green Bay Packers and their franchise quarterback. And he's getting a great opportunity. He got to learn the game at practice. He got to sit behind a Hall of Famer, arguably a pretty good head coach, Matt LaFleur. He got time on his side to mature at this level and get his ducks in a row and be ready for the opportunity to seize this opportunity. So there are very few players nowadays who get that type of on-ramp. But there is no guarantees that Jordan Love is going to be the starting quarterback for the Green Bay Packers. He is trying out for the job. He has not earned anything at this league level yet. And frankly, based on his play, and it's been inconsistent, he's looked more like a rookie than a third-year player. And that's fair because, like you said, this is he's very inexperienced. This is his first year as a starter. Um He's going to need to play better. Otherwise, the Green Bay Packers, especially if the season starts to hit the skids, this is a 2-4 and four football team who's trailing right now 10 nothing as we enter halftime uh, in Green Bay. 
like this is it is very in fact i would say highly possible with the level of talent leaving college football this year at the quarterback position that the green bay packers look for a quarterback in the draft speaking of quarterbacks kenny pickett took a big hit uh with just seconds to go here in the first half and he was clutching his rib area taken off the field so trubisky is going to come in to finish off the first half and the steelers trying to get some points here there is 13 seconds left in the first half they are in jacksonville territory trubisky throws down the field incomplete so six seconds to go there jacksonville leading this game by a score of nine to three all right let's find out what is trending right now we got a lot of games heading into halftime and as always monsi bolaños is all over the action I try. I try. There's a lot going on. Another quarterback injury to Rod. Don't call me Tyrod Taylor. Apparently he got injured. Mm. So Tommy DeVito is in for the Giants right now. And the Giants are losing to the Jets 7-3. Two and a half minutes to go in the first half. Kenny Pickett, you just mentioned, left the game. They're approaching halftime, but he did go to the locker room. Seems to be injured. I don't know exactly yet, so I'll keep you guys updated. But the Jaguars are beating the Steelers 9-3. They're about Make to... 9-6. All right. with a long field goal for Pittsburgh at the gun. Why not? Why not? Make it interesting. So 9-6 are headed into halftime. The Commanders are still holding on to their lead over the Eagles. Their kicker, Joey Sly, a 61-yard field goal mm. to extend their lead right before halftime. So it's 17-10 against the Eagles. Texans beating the Panthers at halftime 7-6 after you mentioned that missed extra point. The Dolphins are beating the Patriots 7 to seven. Also, halftime, Tua Togovailoa has thrown for 165 yards, two touchdowns, one interception. The Saints have a slight lead over the Colts, 21-17. The Colts have the ball, 30 seconds to go in the first half. They are approaching the red zone. The Titans beating the Falcons, 14-3, 30 seconds to go in the first half. Rookie quarterback Will Levis, 119 yards, two touchdowns in his debut. And the Vikings are beating the Packers, 10-0. They're the only team that has not scored today out of the nine games going on they have not scored but they are in the, in the red zone 12 seconds left and the Cowboys just all over the Rams but the Rams just scored so at least there is that a rushing touchdown from Royce Freeman but the Cowboys 33 the Rams nine and they're headed into halftime what a game by the way, I just saw a call I didn't know was possible. So we mentioned Boswell kicked this long field goal for Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh, which is the offensive team, was called for offsides. Boswell's follow-up kick is no good. What? Interesting. Now, Rich, I, that was they clearly called offside on Pittsburgh in lining up for that field goal. Oh, I know what happened. I know what happened. So on field goal block protection, it is one of the rare times, maybe on like third and shorts, fourth and shorts, goal line, where you have a lot of offensive linemen and tight ends crowding the football, right? Yeah. And so it's not a false start if you align in the neutral zone. And so what can happen sometimes is an offensive lineman or a tight end. Well, wouldn't or, that be illegal formation? I, I, I don't know the they, call. They that, signaled offside. 
Well, then, on the offense, and and Mike Tomlin's losing his mind. Yeah, I I mean it, our neutral zone infraction. I don't know exactly what the call would be if uh, you had a op, well. I guess it would be a, a, a legal I, I procedure. It, I mean, yeah, but it was like wow. Anyway, so take the points off the board. It's halftime now, there and uh, Jacksonville leading by a score um, of nine to three. Injury injury situation to watch. Uh, Matthew Stafford just hit his thumb on a Cowboys. Uh, Defender helmet. Ooh. So he was uh, he was looking at that, walking off, and uh, it looked hard. It was a throwing hand, too. So. Okay. Well, considering the score of that game, he might just want to go home early. <laughs> yeah. In fact, I I mean, I would the Rams it. did score, but uh, 33 to 9 yeah. uh, Cowboys uh, in that game. By the way, we're in the final stretch to get tickets. Horse Racing's biggest moment of the year. The world's best are headed to Santa Anita for Breeders' Cup World Championships on November 3rd and 4th. The countdown begins now tickets today you can get them at breederscup.com all right halftime in that vikings green bay game we mentioned it's been all vikings but it's still a 10 to 3 game uh kirk cousins 11 to 1644 yards no touchdowns no picks now there's a lot of speculation uh and people just throw things out there but maybe there's a little bit to it about kirk cousins landing in San Francisco with the 49ers. Now, before you just laugh it off, look, Brock Purdy is still the guy. Uh, and by the way, I, I, I'm going to take a little side note here on the Brock Purdy situation with this concussion protocol. I asked Adam Kaplan yesterday, Rich, is there a clear guideline to how you proceed with concussion protocol, right? For instance, last week in Cleveland, you had Deshaun Watson, who does have the shoulder injury, but he was taken out for a possible concussion and cleared, but did not return to the game. And then you, because I asked Adam Kaplan about this, I go, is there like a day limit? And he says, yeah, normally six to seven days. Well, Brock Purdy didn't report any kind of symptoms until Tuesday, and yet he was cleared on Friday and will be starting for the 49ers this week. It really still is, when we talk about concussions, Rich, a very gray area. Well, yeah, we we don't exactly know how the brain works. That is truly one of the final frontiers in medicine. And we're not just talking about sports medicine. We're talking about medicine. It doesn't matter what you're afflicted with when you have an, an injury or a disorder or a syndrome that's brain-related. The amount of information we have on all of these things are extraordinarily limited. Everybody's different. It's highly subjective. You know, one person may have the propensity to bounce back from a TBI, which is a traumatic brain injury, versus somebody else who, I mean, may need months. It, it really, it's highly variable. And, and we don't have a great understanding. And when I say we, not me specifically, or you, I mean the medical community. So Brock Purdy is going to be ready when Brock Purdy's ready. And nobody knows when that's going to be, including Brock Purdy. All right. Also, I'm looking again at some of these uh, halftime scores here. C.J. Stroud versus Bryce Young. Again, a 7-6 game. But here's the good news if you're a Carolina Panthers fan. Young has outplayed him in the first half. <laughs> at least statistically speaking. Uh, and this Carolina defense has done a pretty good job. C.J. Stroud only has 75 yards passing uh, in the first half. Meanwhile, Bryce Young, 13-19, 131 yards and a short 
touchdown pass, at least in the head-to-head matchup. Uh, Bryce Young more than holding his own against uh, a C.J. Stroud, who's already got some gear at the Pro Football Hall of Fame. You know, he started his career with more passes without an interception than any quarterback in the history of the National Football League. So they put little, you know, temporary displays anytime there's a record-setting performance. But so far, so good in terms of Bryce Young holding up to the hype of the matchup against C.J. Stroud. Well, if there's one thing you can say about Bryce Young is he's going to be well coached. Frank Reich, who was hired as the head coach down there in Carolina, knows how to coach quarterbacks. He's a former quarterback, backed up Jim Kelly in Buffalo, had emergency starts and performed well as a backup throughout his career, became an offensive coordinator, rose through the ranks very quickly in the NFL and became a head coach with the Indianapolis Colts, who, by the way, wanted Josh McDaniels but lost him, kind of got left at the altar. And I thought Frank Reich should have been their head coach this season too. He was fired midseason by the Colts last year, and that was a disaster. We all know how that season ended for the Colts. Uh, but Frank Reich's a good coach, and he, he is a quarterback whisperer of sorts. Think about the work he did with Jalen Hurts in Philadelphia before leaving Philadelphia. Think about the work he did with Carson Wentz after he left Philadelphia and was bouncing around the league before becoming the Colts quarterback. Phillip Rivers in a second, after, after, uh, second act after leaving the Chargers. Like, Frank Reich is a good offensive football coach and so Bryce Young is in good hands the question is can Bryce Young do it at this level the answer and the jury is still out but at very least he's starting to make progress all right Jets Giants this game is as ugly as advertised uh, Jets have the lead by a score of seven to three uh, Tarad don't call me Tyrod Taylor left this game with an injury Tommy DeVito who I think was one of the four seasons if I go back in time, one of the singers in the Four Seasons, Tommy DeVito, uh, the Giants have a net negative two yards passing in this game. That is their net passing yards, negative Yikes. two yards. Taylor was four of seven for nine yards. Uh, he and DeVito have been sacked for 11 yards in losses, so a negative two yards passing, uh, and yet the Giants are in this game. Yeah. Yeah, listen, I mean, the G-Men, they're, they're finding a way to stay competitive, even though, really, I, it, it's been such a lousy season. Saquon Barkley getting injured after all of the conversation, how running backs are undervalued in this league, and so many of those top running backs, by the way, who were making this complaint. Uh, have shown up on the injured list this season, which furthers the argument against overpaying running backs because they're fragile, because their position requires so much physicality that their their durability is in question almost on every play, certainly every week. You know, Christian McCaffrey is dealing with an oblique injury. Austin Eckler was on the shelf with a hamstring this season. Saquon Barkley started the season with a high ankle sprain. It goes on and on and on, and it's every year, by and large, that running backs are on the shelf who could – who could sharply impact their offenses. And so it's a rough start for a Giants team. But as he gets healthier, and I'm sure the hope in New York is that Daniel Jones gets healthier, even though Terod Taylor has looked competent replacing him for now. And as their offensive line gets better together, offensively, I think the Giants with Brian Dable will recover some. Their defense, though, is the only reason why they're even close to being in the conversation in the NFL. NFC or in the NFC period as as a potential wildcard team if they can pull things together but we're a long way from home before we can even
even talk about that. And getting back to the Titans' uh, halftime lead, 14-3 over the Falcons. Again, the Titans wearing the Houston Oiler uniforms. If it continues like this, they should stay with those Oiler uniforms. They came in at 2-5. and five. Meanwhile, I don't know how the Falcons are 4-3 and three this year going into the game. Uh, the disappointment in this game so far for the Falcons' offense is B. John Robinson. I mean, the kid has been outstanding as a – Five carries, 15 yards. They get, they got it. I mean, Desmond Ritter is their leading rusher in this game. So if the Falcons are going to get back in this game on the road against the Titans, they got to get more out of their rookie running back. Well, you know where Mike Vrabel came from. I know. Mike Vrabel came from New England. That's where he played. Take away your best player on the other team. In New England, the theory is if you are playing against a playmaker, a game-breaker, you take them away. Oh. You, you force – for example, this week, the Miami Dolphins are facing the New England Patriots. Their goal – I don't know if they're going to accomplish it, but their goal is going to be to take away Tyreek Hill. That is going to be the goal. Well, so Tennessee Titans facing the the uh, the, 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 the Falcons. Bijan Robinson obviously is the biggest threat. So the goal is going to be to shut him down and force Desmond Ritter and the Falcons offense to find a way to win without him. And and that is tying an arm behind your back if you're an offense, saying, okay, well, just do it without your best player. Go ahead. Go win. Go play football. It's hard. All right. Coming up on the other side, we're going to preview some of the games coming up this afternoon, including the 49ers who are on a losing streak. Why are they on a losing streak? We'll break it down for you. This is Fox Sports Red Zone Radio. Hurts back. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card. Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with a king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Hurts looking, goes into the end zone, and it is caught! It is caught! Touchdown, A.J. Brown! I don't know how he put it in. He was near the sideline. What a play! It's 
one for the highlight reel. That's 94 WIP Eagles Radio Network. An amazing one-hand grab there by the great A.J. Brown. Still... The Eagles trailing the Commanders by a score of 17-10. to 10. That game now into the third quarter, 10 minutes to go there. We are Fox Sports Red Zone Radio. Steve Hartman and Rich Ornberger with you from the TireRack.com studios. I want to talk a little bit about this 49ers-Bengals matchup. I find it very intriguing. So in the first five games of the season, the Niners never had a single possession when they were trailing in the second half. That's how much they dominated their first five games. Last couple of games, they had a chance to pull out a game against Cleveland in which they were outplayed, missed 41-yard field goal. Then they had chances in the fourth quarter against the Vikings, and Brock Purdy threw a couple of interceptions. I guess this brings up the question now for the 49ers about, you know, how effective is Brock Purdy when he has to make plays late? Because through his start of his career almost all the games they were winning they were winning going away and what separates the great quarterbacks from the other quarterbacks is the ability to come up with huge plays when your team needs the most trailing in a fourth quarter and finding ways to win games now it's obviously extremely early in Brock Purdy's career but I mentioned a little bit earlier, Kirk Cousins, who has a history with Kyle Shanahan back in their Washington days. I mean, obviously the Vikings have been hinting that he might be available. comes with a huge price tag. I don't know if the 49ers can afford that, but are we, are we maybe finding for the first time some indication that there is some vulnerability in the game of Brock Purdy? I think there's an indication that there's a vulnerability with Brock Purdy. I also think that Let's face it, this league is tough, and the only way to last a long time in this league is if you can win games when it's on you to win games. Now, Brock Purdy did what he needed to do to win that football game in Cleveland. He got his team, even though he didn't play a great game, with an opportunity to kick a field goal and walk off the field with a W. Field goal kicker missed the kick, and so the rest is history. They go back to the drawing board. They get an opportunity to win the game in the fourth quarter against the Vikings, and he's dinged up clearly. He had a concussion. Maybe he wasn't making the best decisions as a result of that. So I'm going to give Brock Purdy a couple of excuses here, but when you're evaluating a quarterback, you look at not just the quarterback in the first quarter and the second quarter, in the third quarter with a lead. You look at him when it's crunch time, when the game's on the line. And so if Brock doesn't produce at some point this season where the Niners need him to win a football game for him when they're up against it, well, yeah, of course. They're going to be taking a look elsewhere. Now, is, is that time now? Is the time now to trade? And you're going to have to trade probably a pretty decent haul to get Kirk Cousins out of Minnesota on a Vikings team that has a chance to win their division. So I I don't know if they're I don't know if they're ready to trade that much capital away. Do you? By the way, no Debo Samuel still for the 49ers. And let's not forget that Trent Williams is out. And that's that's a big part of it as well as far as that 49er offense. Now, on the other side, the Bengals started 0-2. Joe Burrow was subpar with that calf injury. They gutted out three wins in the next four games, and they've had a bye week. Bengals come into this game healthy. This is going to be the healthiest we've seen Joe Burrow all season long. How do you look at this matchup? I mean, the the 49ers maybe showing some vulnerability 
and the Bengals finally getting their quarterback healthy for this matchup. I think this is this feels like a spot where all of a sudden everybody remembers just how bad of a man Joe Burrow is. Mm-hmm. I think I think the Cincinnati Bengals are one of those teams that are are underrated in every possible way. I don't think Joe Burrow gets enough credit. I don't think Zach Taylor as a head coach gets enough credit. I don't think that defense and Hendrickson just screaming off the edge gets enough credit. I think the Cincinnati Bengals are going to put everybody in the NFL on warning, especially as the second half is beginning and Cincinnati's a great cold-weather football team. You better look out for the Bengals. Okay, and by the way, the 49ers are going to have to get more production out of Nick Bosa. Remember last year led the league with 18 and a half sacks. He has just two and a half sacks. He was a holdout, and he's admitting, I like this. At least he comes out and says, yeah, some of the things I would normally work on in training camp, I'm just trying to do right now in the regular season. I love this matchup. I, I think it's. I, I think this is the tastiest matchup on the board this weekend. I, I love both of these teams, the way their style, the way they approach the game, and and you know what? I do like that honesty from Nick Bosa. I I, yeah. I, I know. I look. You got to hold out for the money, but he's being honest. He doesn't look prepared. Second halves are underway around the NFL. Keep it here for all the latest. This is Fox Sports Red Zone Radio. And it's a Moster touchdown, Miami. Boy, that was an easy one right there, right up the middle. Give me Raheem Mostert's 12th touchdown this season. That's Fox Sports 940, Dolphins Radio Network, and the Dolphins taking care of the Patriots so far, 24-10 Fins. Seven minutes to go there in the third quarter. This is Fox Sports Red Zone Radio. We are broadcasting live from the TireRack.com studios. TireRack.com, we're going to help get you there. An unmatched selection, fast free shipping, free road ads and protection, over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. All right, we're into third quarter action right now now nine games around the NFL. Are the Rams about to make one of the great comebacks of all time? They were down 33-3 to right before the half. They've scored a couple of touchdowns. They just got a two-point conversion. Seven minutes to go in the third quarter, and the Rams have not given up now trailing the Cowboys 33-17. to I mean, if there's an offense that could do it, <laughs> you look at the Los Angeles Rams, and you look at Sean McVay, and you look at Matthew Stafford, who uh, for years and years he played on just pitiful Detroit Lions teams where they had close to no shot. And how many comeback come from behind victories did he have as a Lions starter? Um, Cooper Cup, I mean, he's ready at any time to go off in a football game. So if the Dallas Cowboys let the foot off the gas, even just a little bit here, the Rams can smell blood in the water. There's plenty of time left in this game. But look, I, I, I mean... You can say no lead is safe in the NFL, and these days maybe that proves true. But <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure the Dallas Cowboys got this one knotted hey, up at half. Can I uh, can I fire off a hot take real quick, you guys? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me hear it. Uh, I think A.J. Brown is the best wide receiver in football. A.J. Brown, in he, this arguably, year he has. He, he just he no just caught another he just caught another touchdown. Inarguably, one the hardest person to cover in the league uh, right now in man-to-man coverage. I mean, he is – okay, so actually we, we should get into this a little bit because there's a couple of receivers lately who have been talking about this always open aspect, like, you know, this idea of, like, just throw me the football, I'm always open. A.J. Brown is actually always open. Like, it doesn't matter who's defending him. It doesn't matter what part of the field he's on. 
He is indefensible. It's yeah, like he, Gronk in his prime. He was just double covered on that touchdown he yeah. just caught. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, think about uh, DeAndre Hopkins at times in his career. Think about think about Gronk. I just mentioned him. Like like AJ Brown is right now unguardable. I am watching a, a Giants team that's trying to almost make history today against the Jets. So. Tyrod, don't call me Tyrod Taylor, went out with the injury. He was four for seven for eight yards passing. They brought in Tommy DeVito from the Four Seasons. He is 0 for 4 passing and has been sacked twice for nine yards and losses. That means that the Giants right now have negative eight net passing yards. Uh, Look for a lot of Saquon Barkley from this point on because they cannot throw the ball at all. Yeah. And they're in this game right now, trailing the Jets by a score of 7-3. to Hey, by the way, let's get get back to that thought process for a second. Like that idea that receivers will sometimes, you know, look – we know receivers. They can pout at times. They can be divas at times. But sometimes they're right. Like Jamar Chase coming out and saying, hey, look, I'm always open. I'm not the problem on this offense. They just need to find me. And then Joe Burrow starts finding him. And guess what? The Cincinnati Bengals offense looks a lot better. Now, Joe was injured to start season. Well, he couldn't we get the story. ball down the field. I mean, we saw that. He was just dumping passes off short. He had no push off that calf. But how about C.D. Lamb? He has a big game before the – the excuse me. C.D. Lamb had the big game before the bye week against the Chargers. He goes off for 117 receiving. He sits down at the desk after Monday Night Football with SVP, and he says, yeah, just like Jamar, I'm always open. You know, Jamar Chase made that comment about how he was always open like 7-11 in Cincy, and all of a sudden C.D. Lamb says the same thing. Do you know what his stats look like at halftime right now? Let me pull this up. This is going to blow your mind. C.D. Lamb at halftime, nine catches, 122 receiving yards, two touchdowns. Mm. Look, sometimes the tail wags the dog in the NFL, and it's a good thing. Mike McCarthy heard his star receiver speak up about not getting fed enough, and so he's feeding him. And guess what? The Dallas Cowboys offense hasn't looked better this season so far. Let me give you some other stats right now in this Vikings-Packers game that is all Minnesota. Kirk Cousins, 19-26, 236 yards, two touchdowns and no picks. Jordan Love, 11-17, 72 yards, no touchdown and one pick. What is the backup plan for the Packers, who started looking decent, now have lost three in a row, about to lose four in a row, at home, to a division rival. What is the Packers' backup plan to Jordan Love? Well, who's their backup quarterback? I mean, do they have I mean, a backup plan? I mean, I, I mean, I mean, no. Not bottom out and hope that you know somehow a, a quarterback's going to fall in your lap. I mean, I, I I asked you earlier. You made it clear Jordan Love is auditioning for the job. It's, yeah, yeah. And it, and it's not just him. I mean, Aaron Jones has been banged up. He's back, but he he doesn't look like the same Aaron Jones. Of course, amazing how much better a running back looks when you have Aaron Rodgers as your quarterback. <laughs> you know, oh, yeah. As a as opposed to a Jordan Love, but. Uh, uh, yeah, and this so is I mean, the other quarterback on the Packers roster is Sean Clifford. That would yeah. be he would be going okay, in well, if they pull him. It's not much well, listen, of a backup. This is a it, team that had back-to-back 13-win seasons. They yeah, had three I, the straight 13-win seasons recently. For clarity is because 
there, there, of course there's no backup plan. Look, I mean, look at the Browns right now. Do you think they're, like, legitimately think about this? Like, do you think they were planning on winning a lot of games with DTR this year after giving Deshaun Watson a tremendous amount of money, $230 million guaranteed over five years? The answer is no. They want Deshaun out there. And by the way, DTR gets injured, and so now it's P.J. Walker, who last time you saw him start games was at the XFL level with the St. Louis Battlehawks, right? So nobody's plan – nobody has a secondary plan at quarterback that they really trust. Like nobody in San Francisco really wanted Jimmy Garoppolo to take over last season, but they were forced into it because Trey Lance got hurt again. And then, by the way, Jimmy Garoppolo got hurt again, and they went to Mr. Irrelevant, who somehow found a way to play out of his mind and lead them to an NFC Championship game. So to answer your question directly, of course this season the Green Bay Packers do not have a backup plan. If Jordan Love doesn't pan out, the Green Bay Packers don't pan out this season. And by the way, that may not be the worst thing in the world because Jordan Love sat on the shelf for years behind Aaron Rodgers for a reason because he wasn't ready. And Matt LaFleur made the right decision. If he's not ready and you have a future Hall of Famer still playing like he's prime Aaron Rodgers out there, you keep him on the dang football field. You do not let him leave until you're pretty sure the cloth is good and wrung dry. Well, Aaron Rodgers, you you trade him to New York and first rattle out of the box for him. He tears his Achilles apart. And so... Who won here? I'm not saying that he would have torn his Achilles, in Green, his Achilles in Green Bay because I'm not a fortune teller and it was kind of a fluke thing. But I look at the Green Bay Packers kicking the tires on, on Jordan Love and testing him out at the pro level as much better shape. And at least they stole some value in the waning years of, of Aaron Rodgers' career before while moving on from him. So the Green Bay Packers, they, they're kind of in the catbird seat. If this works out, Great. They have their franchise quarterback. If it doesn't, well, then they're going to have a high draft pick to go and get one of the best talents out of college football, and there's a lot of talented quarterbacks coming out this upcoming year. Well, I guess the question then is about Matt LaFleur, right? I mean, he walks in. Mike McCarthy's run had sort of played its course in Green Bay. They needed new life at coach. LaFleur's a young coach. Uh, Aaron Rodgers liked him. Uh, suddenly you get back-to-back MVP seasons from Aaron Rodgers. He seemed revived. And you get those three straight 13-win seasons to start the LaFleur era. But if Jordan Love fails to develop into a franchise quarterback, if his career goes south, how accountable is Matt LaFleur? And, and how long do you ride him? If you're going to have to start over again with a new quarterback – are you convinced that Matt LaFleur wasn't just the right guy in the right space at the right time with Aaron Rodgers? Or is Matt LaFleur really an outstanding coach who can take another quarterback into the postseason? Well, let's face it, since taking over as the head coach, he's had nothing but 13 win seasons until last year and this year. Right. That's my so, point. He so, had Aaron Rodgers at his peak. Yeah, yeah, which which again with Jordan I, Love in wait to develop as the next quarterback. Right. So so the point is with with a talented quarterback, LaFleur has proven he can win. 
So isn't that the case of most coaches? Well, <laughs> I no, mean, when you have a talented quarterback, oh, no, 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 no. it goes a long way that into is, winning games in this. That is, that is not the case. In fact, uh, you you worked in a market for a long time where that was not the case. No, oh, yes, the Chargers. Well, that, mean, and that's still the case. We'll get to that game a little yeah, bit later. Well, on. listen, I mean, a, ba- a bad coach can ruin a good quarterback. I, I mean, we saw it with Urban Meyer and Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence clearly can play at this level. Urban Meyer was a mess when he was in Jacksonville. So that is not true, Steve. Like, you need to have a talented head coach. You also need to have a talented quarterback. Now, if you have one and not the other, you can still have success, but you're not going to have as much success if you have the pairing. So I think right now Matt LaFleur with this organization has developed enough trust that if he gets a a quarterback worth his salt, he's going to be able to coach this team into a playoff contender and maybe more. So they have to go through the work now of figuring out if Jordan Love is worth his salt. And if he's not, then you got to move on from Jordan Love and you got to find a quarterback who is in the draft or in trade and get back on track if you're the Green Bay organization. If you're going to trust in Matt LaFleur, which I would assume, I would presume they will. Tommy DeVito can't complete a pass, but he can run, and he just scored a touchdown. The Giants have taken a 10-7 lead over the Jets inside eight minutes to go in the third quarter in that game. By the way, we're in the final stretch to get tickets to horse racing's biggest moment of the year. The world's best are headed to Santa Anita for the Breeders' Cup World Championships on November 3rd and 4th. The countdown begins now. Get your tickets today at BreedersCup.com. We continue on third quarter coverage. Nine games going on right now now in the NFL. Keep it with Fox Sports Red Zone Radio. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card. Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. But he's going to run left for the touchdown. He faked it to Barkley. And the kid from Don Bosco Prep has the Giants in front with 8.59 to go in the third. 
A legend is born, Tommy DeVito. That's W Fan Giants Radio Network. Giants lead the Jets by a score of 10 to 7. This is Fox Sports Red Zone Radio. Steve Harbour and Rich Ornberger live from the TireRack.com studios. On the other side of the coin, the Jets. Remember when they got Dalvin Cook? Some people thought he and Brees Hall would be the most dominant running back duo in this league. Brees Hall, by the way, came into today leading the NFL, averaging six and a half yards per carry. Today, eight carries, 13 yards. Dalvin Cook came into today with the lowest yards per carry of any running back in the league, and that is continuing two carries for five yards. What the hell has happened to Dalvin Cook ever since he put on a Jets uniform? Well, I guess the Vikings knew something we all didn't. The, I mean, I he mean, did have it, the injury, but he yeah. played through it. He played every game last year. Played every game last year and successfully rushed the football for the Four Minnesota Vikings. Four straight Pro Bowls. I mean, he is the worst, least productive running back in the league this year. Um, and I was sold that Dalvin Cook was going to have a big year this year because it's not like the Vikings had insanely talented offensive lines throughout the entirety of his playing career with Minnesota. I, I mean, there were times where he was helping them out. Um, but, but yeah, this is, this is a steep decline. And by the way, again, going back to the conversation we were having about running backs earlier in the show and going back to you know, the offseason where you had this coalition of running backs trying to make their case that they're undervalued in the league, this is what every team is worried about. Every team is worried about signing a, a running back who's, for example, coming off of Pro Bowl season after Pro Bowl season after Pro Bowl season and finally hitting the uh, proverbial cliff and and looking like Dalvin Cook's looking this season in New York. It's happened time and time again. Le'Veon Bell, cautionary tale. Uh, I, I, I mean, th- th- that, is, that is the ultimate, right? Because Le'Veon Bell held out with the Steelers and then oddly went to the Jets and just didn't look like the same running back at all. So it's happened before. It'll happen again. It's a tricky position to evaluate year to year how productive a player is going to be. A star is born in Tennessee. Will Levis just threw his third touchdown pass of the game in his first start with the Titans. 15 of 23, 188 yards and three touchdowns with no picks. He's been outstanding. Meanwhile, on the other side, Desmond Ritter was benched. Taylor Heineke coming in at quarterback for the Falcons. Uh, Titans lead this game by a score of 21 to 9. But, you know, Will Levis, you know how both you and I sort of shook our heads saying, what? Will Levis? Top three pick in the NFL draft. We didn't believe it. Rumors were flying, you know, all the misinformation they give out during, you know, the days leading up to the draft. He ends up dropping to the second round. But at least four so far in this game, minute and a half to go in the third quarter, Levis looks good. Levis looks good. Levis looks good. And and the Tennessee Titans, look, their their game plan offensively is predicated off the run, and that's still true to this day. Uh, they're looking to establish the ground game, and they're looking to surprise you with play action. And Tannehill, I mean, through injuries over the past two seasons and poor play, I think I think they've looked for options now with Malik Willis in last year's draft and this past year's draft with Will Levis. They've been they they they're tired of seeing some of the mistakes. They they really need a quarterback to be a game manager. 
especially the way it's built with Tajay Spears and 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 uh, Derrick Henry, obviously being their lead back. They need a quarterback who just doesn't make mistakes, who limits the liabilities and is an asset because he's just controlling situations. And Will Levis, if he if he if he improves, if he continues to prove that he can do this, he may, he may end up stealing this starting job and become what the franchise hopes to have in the future. All right, the Saints have extended their lead over the Colts 28-20. to I miss it. Was that Taysom Hill? I mean, you were talking about we got to get Taysom Hill, the Swiss Army knife, more involved in the Saints' offense. They were trailing this game early, 17-7 of the Colts, but it has been all Saints since then as they have now built a 28-20 lead in Indianapolis, final seconds of the third quarter in that game. Yeah, I'll tell you what, Taysom Hill is one of those players. He's a, he's definitely a special player when it comes to uh, when it when it comes to making plays. But so is Alvin Kamara, who yeah. scored that most recent touchdown, 16-yard rush there. Uh, extra point is good, and like you said, they're leading now by eight points in Indianapolis. It's just it, it's it's just one of those teams that. If Derek Carr can be a ball distributor, I mean, not not completely unlike the Tennessee Titans, not as heavy a reliance on the run game, a little bit more West Coast feel with Derek Carr, who's you know, highly competitive in terms of his completion percentage as being one of the top quarterbacks in the league. He can connect. He's accurate. Just keep the ball close to the line of scrimmage. Get it to your playmakers quickly. Derek Carr looks like an all-pro quarterback. And, and so you have enough weapons out there to do that in New Orleans. The Pittsburgh Steelers have been thoroughly outplayed today by the Jacksonville Jaguars. They were down 17-3, to but guess what just happened? Mitch Trubisky, 22-yard touchdown pass to George Pickens. Extra point is good, so there's Pittsburgh, 53 seconds to go in the third quarter. Still hanging around, trailing the Jaguars by a score of 17-10. to Yeah, yeah. That's Pittsburgh. Yeah, that's Pittsburgh. They, they, you know what? If there's one team in the National Football League who can ugly up a football, oh. uh, ugly up a football game better than the Pittsburgh Steelers, name them. Yeah, exactly. I, I mean, you, you just can't. Uh, they're so tricky. They just they stick around. They stick around. They stick around, and then they do this, right? You know, they yeah. It does. Backup quarterback comes into the game and connects, and it, it's it's just it's crazy. It's just it's just crazy. I Mike Tomlin, I mean, is it possible to put a coach in the Hall of Fame while he's still oh, he's, on the I football? Mean, as soon as he is ready to retire, the guy goes straight to the Hall of Fame. By the way, I got a question for Bo, our resident Eagles fan, decked out in his Eagles gear. The commanders have retaken the lead 24-17. Yeah, A.J. Brown's had a big day. Jalen Hurts has some really impressive passing numbers, 26-32, 257 yards, two touchdowns, and no picks. Sam Howell, 33 of 39, 304 yards, three touchdowns, and no picks. Why can you not stop? You shut, you, you slow down to a tongue of Iloa last week. You can't stop Sam Howell? The, uh, the Eagles, have they're on pace to have more sacks this year than they did last year, and the, the commanders are on pace to give up more sacks this year than ever, and the Eagles have not touched him like one time. So, Sam Howell yeah. has been sacked zero times. Yeah. That is correct, and he he is. Have you read his stats yet? I was, I, yeah, thirty three of thirty nine, three hundred four yards, three touchdowns, no picks, no sacks. And by the way, he's doing it all by himself because the Eagles. If there's one thing they committed themselves to today, 
it's to stop the run, and they have. I mean, they've held this team to 65 yards rushing going into or, or well into the fourth quarter now. It's just been the Sam Howell show. He's connected with virtually everyone in the receiving room. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight different targets today and counting. He's he's uh, targeted uh, two others who dropped those passes in Pringle and Arma. The, the best receiver today, eight receptions for 108 and a touchdown to Jahan Dotson. Logan Thomas involved in the passing game as well, getting on the board with a touchdown. And Terry McLaurin earlier, we shouted that one out. He's got three catches for 40 yards and a tutty. I mean, Sam Howell can play a little bit, man. I know we were talking about this earlier. I've been impressed with him, especially against the Eagles. I mean, this is the second time once on the road now, now hosting them here in in Washington, where he's shined against an Eagles defense that, I mean, if you looked at them on paper, they should be destroyers. Something else to watch with this game, too, is Jalen Hurts, the knee uh, that I know was said isn't an issue. It's an issue. He's he's hobbling around. He looks different, but I will say this: Jalen Hurts, he will never use it as an excuse. No, lo- he's a, he's I, a gamer. He's yep. a gamer. Whatever it takes. And, so and right by now, the way, he's trailing. also having a big game hobbling around out there. Yeah, I mean he's throwing the ball effectively, and obviously AJ Brown mm-hmm. a couple of big. Yeah, he just threw a touchdown to Devontae Smith too. There we go. Jeez. All right, so there you go. Just like we were talking <laughs> wide, about. Wide open Devontae Smith. Yeah, Extra yeah, point away from tying covers, this game so. up. All right, let's find out what is trending right now, Monsi. Fellas, my fantasy teams today have been up and down. I've had every emotion possible. Anger, happiness, nausea. It's all already happened. Like, <laughs> George Pickens has had one target, and it's the one you just saw for the touchdown. That's it. One That's target. It. To George Pickens. What am I doing? Okay, no. Okay, okay. <laughs> how, how are you? How many different leagues are you in? I have three, like, regular fantasy leagues, and then I have a guillotine league here. Right. Yeah, that yeah. I I might get chopped. And, I might and get chopped. how are you doing in your, your best team right now? My best team, I am... Uh, Seven and one. Seven and one. Seven and one. Impressive. Or six and one. Six and one. Six and, six and one. one. Right. Nice. I'm doing bad math. I'm, I've only lost one time in one of my. You're leagues, counting so. on winning this week as well. I, I, and I'm and that, counting. Yeah, I'm counting on it. And, and the other ones, I'm up. In, I'm up against Ryan Bersinger in yeah. one of our leagues. And I saw Ryan was inside the studio with you. Was he mocking you or what was going well, on? Well, I yeah, I wa- he walked in. I was like, I don't want to talk to you. We're mm-hmm. not friends right now. Yeah, he was talking, <laughs> but he wasn't talking to you. It was <laughs> weird. Talking himself. I'm not quite sure what he was doing. Talking himself, right? Yeah, I had to listen to him. No, no, no. Uh, let's talk about the Eagles and the Commanders. It is a tie game, 24 each, halfway through the fourth quarter. But according to Bo Benson, the greatest receiver, A.J. Brown, has made some history. He's the first player in NFL history with 125 or more receiving yards in six straight games. So he has 129 in today's game, making history. The Titans are beating the Panthers 13-12, to 12, eight minutes to go in the game. The Jaguars' Travis Etienne just scored a 56 yard pass from Trevor Lawrence. Then they went for the two-point conversion. Were successful. So the Jaguars are beating the Steelers 17-10. to They're about to start the fourth quarter. The Giants, I mean, no Daniel Jones, no Terod Taylor, no problem. They heard you talking about him. 
he heard you, Tony oh, yeah. DeVito. Because right after you talked about him, he scored that rushing touchdown. So many great songs <laughs> of the Four Seasons way back in the day. The Jersey Boys <laughs> back in the day. Yeah. It's 10-7 against the Jets. They're about to start the fourth quarter. The Dolphins still holding on to their lead over the Patriots, 24-10. Early in the fourth, Tyreek Hill is the first player in NFL history to have a 1,000 or more receiving yards in the first eight games of this season. He's got seven receptions, 103 yards, and one touchdown. Again, Dolphins up against the Patriots. 24 to 10. The Saints have retaken the lead over the Colts. 28 to 20 is the score early in the fourth. Titans with Will Levis looking real good. A hat trick. Three touchdown passes, all of them to DeAndre Hopkins. Titans up 21 to 16 over the Falcons early in the fourth. Vikings holding on to their lead over the Packers. 24 to 10. And the Cowboys, I mean the Rams for a second made it interesting. You were right. But then the Cowboys got into, into rhythm again and they are up 43 to 17 early in the fourth quarter. A lot going on. Back to you guys. All right, Monty. Thank you very oh, much. Yeah. Uh, a reminder, we're in the final stretch to get tickets to horse racing's biggest moment of the year. The world's best are heading to Santa Anita for the Breeders' Cup World Championships on November 3rd and 4th. Countdown begins now. Get your tickets today at BreedersCup.com. Fox Sports Red Zone Radio. Steve Hartman and Rich Armberger with you. All right, so the Vikings right now trying to put a uh, nail in the coffin in this game against the Packers already leading 24 to 10. They have a first and 10 now at the Green Bay 13-yard line. We were talking about this earlier, a little soul-searching. If you get thumped at home uh, by a division rival, this is especially if the Packers lose, you drop to 2-5 and on the season. Back to the drawing board. Yeah, it's not good. I I mean, the Packers aren't in a great place. But again, I think the Packers, if they were being honest this year, knew exactly what could happen. And it's all predicated around whether or not uh, Jordan Love is the guy. And I think we're finding out slowly but surely that maybe they missed on this pick years ago. and, And the season's not over. And I'm a big believer that you know, players do not stay the same to start the season, to mid-season, mid-season to the end of the season. So who knows? I mean, maybe we could review this conversation in December or January and feel completely differently about Jordan Love. But it hasn't been great. I think I think the, the, the most important thing for a young quarterback is to limit the mistakes right is to is to limit the mistakes is to show a team that you can be a guy they can trust as they expand the playbook as they give you more responsibilities that you can handle those responsibilities and and not make the mistakes that harm your team well over the past three weeks he's thrown the lion's share of his interceptions uh he threw two against detroit in a loss he threw three in a loss against the las vegas raiders on the road and then he threw an interception in the Denver game last week uh, in Denver, and it, it, the touchdown passes have um, – I mean, I'm not going – you know what, I, I don't want to go there. The touchdown passes are fine. I mean, some of them, you look at them on film and you say, look, anybody can throw those, but he threw them, so I'm not, gonna, I'm not going to comment there all that much. But, but he's, he, there's something misfiring. Yeah, whether he doesn't have a comfort with the playbook, um, he's he's not caught up to the NFL speed yet because he's highly inexperienced, but he hasn't looked comfortable at the position 
the entire season so far, and it's it's actually getting worse, not better. All right, the uh, Patriots are trying to get back in this game against the Dolphins. Dolphins lead it 24-10, to 10, 10 minutes to go in the fourth quarter, but the Patriots are in the red zone right now. Uh, Mac Jones, okay game, 17-23, 153 yards, one touchdown and one pick. Tua's thrown for 273 yards, a couple of touchdowns. You heard Monsey earlier as Tyreek Hill continues to – he's going to have a 2,000-yard season. Barring injury, Tyreek Hill will become the first receiver in NFL history with the extra game, remember, 17-game schedule to get to 2,000 yards. Um, you know, for the Patriots, Zeke Elliott – Got off to a slow start today, but, you know, decent numbers today. Seven carries, 36 yards. I still think that if if New England is going to get anything going offensively, Stevenson, Zeke, I mean, these guys are going to have to produce more in that ground game. Yeah, there's Because no Mac Jones is not the quarterback that's going to throw for 350 yards a game. That's no, not his I, game. We were just talking about Will Levis replacing Ryan Tannehill, presumably in Tennessee. Mac Jones is very much so in the lane of a Ryan Tannehill. I mean, is he going to have some games where he goes off? Yeah. Um, but overall, he's going to be a game manager. I mean, the jury's out on Mac Jones. He's He's been doing this for three years. I don't think he's been handed the fairest of circumstances. You know, if we're going to put all things equal and say everybody has to start from the same starting point and say, okay, everybody has to inherit a team that is moving on from the greatest football player to ever play football, and you're the guy replacing him at his position. And, oh, by the way, after your rookie season where you have a formidable year, you're you're going to then work with a defensive coordinator masquerading as an offensive coordinator until you get back to having an offensive coordinator in your headset year three. So if everybody had those circumstances, I, I, I think I think a lot of players would have struggled even more than Mac Jones has. So I appreciate the intestinal fortitude from Mac Jones, but still it hasn't been great. It, well, hasn't, it hasn't been great. Well, and then who do you blame for that? That would be Bill Belichick. He was the guy that decided to put Patricia in as an offensive coordinator a year ago. That was his decision. Oh, no question. And, and by the way... And it, stunted it, the growth of a promising rookie quarterback, who showed promise, obviously, his rookie season. And you took him a step backwards by making some cockamamie move of taking Matt Patricia and making him an offensive coordinator. Well, and... and, and That's on I, Belichick. I, it absolutely is. And I think, I think unfortunately... For, uh, unfortunately for Bill Belichick, I think a lot of his decision-making, and I'm talking about poor decisions. I'm not talking about the good ones because he's made a lot of good decisions. Obviously, But a lot of his poor decisions were made up for by the best player on the planet, Tom Brady, right? I, I mean, when you have arguably, well, not even arguable anymore, I, it, he is the best quarterback to ever play the Touchdown, Patriots! There you go. Juju Smith-Schuster on the receiving end of a short pass from Mac Jones, so they're an extra point away of making this a seven-point 
game. Well, so so let's talk about this, though. Who just caught that touchdown? Juju Smith-Schuster. Jacoby Myers was right there, a younger, younger wide receiver who you could have paid and had stayed in, in New England, but instead they spent the money on Devontae Parker, who has one catch for 14 yards today, who's had underwhelming statistics later in his career. I mean, it's just a, 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 an anonymous cast of wide receivers. Kendrick Bourne, Devontae Parker, uh, Juju Smith-Schuster, Mike Kosicki, who they really haven't gotten going, Hunter Henry, who's you know got more yesterdays probably than tomorrow's in this league at this point. I mean, this is a it's really a who's who. I mean, it's just what does Mac Jones really have to work with? And then you look at you look at the running back room. Ramondre Stevenson can still tote the rock, but Zeke Elliott has one foot out the door and the other on a banana peel right now in the league. And, and so you have to, again, blame Bill Belichick for the roster construction. We so, we have a Julio Jones can, can sighting. We, yeah, can we get in the time machine Julio and talk about jo- that? Julio three, Jones. Three for Nuck, one for Julio Jones. Wait, Julio Jones just caught a touchdown pass from Jalen Hurts. Hurts' fourth touchdown of the day. Eagles lead the Commanders 31-24. Julio Jones. On? And, you know, real quick, guys, uh, is playing NFL quarterback the most dangerous job in America? Because Kirk Cousins just hobbled to the sideline, yeah. unable to put any pressure yeah. on there his There was sack, uh, his sack, sacked and couldn't put pressure on the right foot. Medical staff is looking at him. But uh, well, you remember, now, the, now the blue tent's going up, too. Yeah. If you watched the quarterback series, of which he was one of the stars, I appreciated it in the fact that Cousins made it clear, I'm hurt. Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah like yeah. every time he got hit hard, they're like, how are you? He goes, I'm hurt. Yeah. I mean, how do you think yeah. I am? I just got a guy slamming into me. Yeah. Well, well, look, Kirk Cousins is a tough dude. Oh, and, yeah. Very and, tough. And, Anyone's like, tough to play this. Absolutely. Look, I, I know I know a lot of people will be like, ah, you know, quarterbacks. No, no, no. 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 These guys, Patrick Mahomes, uh, Kirk Cousins, uh, the Ironmen like – like uh, like Philip Rivers, who's retired, or Drew Brees, or Tom Brady, who barely missed any games in his career. You Anyone know, that's brave enough to put that uniform on, just, I'm sorry. It's it's it, but it's a crazy amount of abuse, and a, and a lot of the hits that these guys do, th- that they take, especially the statues in the pocket, like many of the Patrick Mahomes, a little more mobile than that. But like these guys, when they get hit, typically. They either a don't see it coming, or b they know it's coming and they deliver the football and refuse and they refuse to protect themselves anyways. You know, it, Justin Herbert, another guy right now who's playing through a tremendous amount of pain last year and this year had the broken ribs last year. He's got the broken finger this year. Like these guys are warriors. I realize that they're well protected usually, and they're not taking as many hits as say a running back or a linebacker, or offense or a defensive line. But they're tough dudes out there. All right, we'll continue on. We're now beginning to head down the stretch nine games going on around the national football league keep it right here this is fox sports red zone radio hurts thanks there are some things that are too good to keep a secret like how your amex platinum card helps you have the perfect trip i'd like to check into the centurion lounge or how it seems like you always get those hard to snag tables Ooh, yum and how you get the most out of select can't miss events With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with a king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. The snap, hurts, looks, fires, and it is, it is just waiting, it is a completion to Julio Jones for a touchdown. Julio Jones. That's 94 WIP Eagles Radio Network. You heard it right. Julio Jones on the receiving hand of a Jalen Hurts pass for the touchdown. Eagles lead the Commanders by a score of 31-24 four minutes ago in the fourth quarter in that game. This is Fox Sports Red Zone Radio. Steve Harbin, Rich Ornberger with you. We are live from the TireRack.com studios. Uh, you know, Julio Jones, we were talking about his great years, obviously, in Atlanta. Uh, Matt Ryan and him were a special connection for a number of years. I, I don't know how to judge wide receivers anymore in terms of Hall of Fame status. There seems to be a backlog of guys like Reggie Wayne's been waiting and, you know, uh, Heinz Ward's been waiting and, uh, you know, the, uh, Smith. I mean, there are just a lot of guys that are not in the Hall of Fame. And I, I don't know. I mean, are, I mean, if you watch a guy like Brown, obviously, he seems to be a, a step above. We would talk about Justin Jefferson, another guy uh, that's in that class. How interchangeable are these guys, in your opinion? As far as wide receivers are concerned, it's it's such a good question. It's really difficult to look. So much has changed, right? Oh, Since they just even, they they, have, they throw the ball all the time. Yeah, Reggie Wayne played in a time where the gaudy stats that he put up, considering how often uh, offense was was entrusted with running backs in that league. But he also had Marvin Harrison, a Hall of Famer, no doubter, you know, first ballot guy on the other side. So how much of what he did was a product of being on the field with Marvin Harrison? I mean, we, yeah, and how you, much is it having Peyton Manning throw you the ball? Well, right, right. I, I mean, well, uh, okay. This is this is something that I defend ardently in any of these like greatest of all time, you know, Hall of Fame style conversations, which is, look, I I have no problem making a case for a guy going to the Hall of Fame who worked with talented people. 
Because, I mean, look, if you're going to have a Hall of Fame, somebody's got to be in it. So what? We're going to say, well, Pete Carroll can't be in the Hall of Fame because he had Russell Wilson during his best years when he was out there in, in uh, Seattle. New, uh, Bill Belichick, we're going to let him in the Hall of Fame. He had Tom Brady. Like, well, of course. You know, great players make better coaches. Yes. Uh, good, Bill good. Walsh had Joe Montana. And Steve I mean, Young. Yeah, I mean, you know, the, you know, the thing about it is it, it, it all goes – it's a team sport. Yes, it's a but, team sport. Everybody is relies the on the ultimate team sport in every respect, not just the players, but the coaches. Everything has got to be the right fit to make it work. Absolutely. Got so many moving pieces. And 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 the fact of the matter is, if if you are a great receiver with a bad quarterback, you can still be a great receiver. Look at Andre Johnson, you know? I mean, Andre Johnson, who did he play with? Yeah, I, I mean, he still had monster years in Houston. You know, and and don't get me wrong, you could be a great quarterback and you can kind of have lousy skill position players around you. I mean, there were times in Tom Brady's career where what was he working with, really? You know, and he found a way to make it happen. Aaron Rodgers, for years in Green Bay, found, found a way to make it happen. So great players make average players look much better. And, and that, can, that can be true for receivers helping out quarterbacks, quarterbacks helping out receivers, running backs helping out offenses. Uh, and and, and the, fact, the fact of the matter is when you have multiple great players on one squad, like you said, Harrison and Wayne and Manning on that Colts offense, Edge James for part of that, like uh, then you got something special. All right. Uh, by the way, the Dolphins have answered back after that Patriots touchdown to Otunga Bailoa, third touchdown pass of the day this one to Jalen Waddle who by the way actually has more yards receiving 121 than Tyreek Hill who has 112 Uh, but uh, the Dolphins back out in charge right now up two touchdowns 31-17 inside three minutes to go uh, in that game and the Tennessee Titans have found a quarterback Will Levis just threw his fourth touchdown pass of the day as the Titans pulling away right now from the Atlanta Falcons by a score of 28-16, to 16, but four touchdown passes for Will Levis in his debut as a starting quarterback in the NFL. Yeah, yeah. I mean, look, he was an excellent starting quarterback at the college level. He he had he had time to learn behind Tannehill, who I, I don't think has been thrilled with how many quarterbacks he's had to compete with on this roster over the past two years in terms of high draft picks, second rounders both, and Malik Willis and now uh, and now Will Levis. But they've learned something from him. There's no doubt. It's it's stuck more with Levis than it did with Willis, and he's he's looking pretty good out there today. All right, we got five games that are one-score games coming down the stretch. Will the Panthers pull out their first victory of the season? Keep it here. This is Fox Sports Red Zone Radio. Coming down the stretch with some games around the National Football League. This is Fox Sports Red Zone Radio. We are broadcasting live from the TireRack.com studios. TireRack.com are going to help get you there. An unmatched selection, fast free shipping, free road hazard protection, over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be and it is official the carolina panthers have a win 
Pinero with a field goal at the end of the game pulls it out for Carolina by a score of 15 to 13. Bryce Young had 235 yards passing with a touchdown and no picks. C.J. Stroud, just 140 yards passing, no touchdowns, no picks. So statistically, Bryce Young outplayed Stroud today, and Carolina got the win. Boy, I I bet you somewhere tonight, today, Frank Reich is going to just breathe a sigh of relief because, my goodness, I mean, it's bad after worse if – you're not only having a rough season winless through the first six games, but then the cherry on top is getting beat by the second overall draft pick. This one, this one was more than just a, a, a week eight game like this to a certain degree may have been a, a must win for Frank Reich. Because we already know that early this season he's having terse meetings with ownership. We already know that he's handed over play-calling responsibilities. I'm not saying he's on a short leash, but among head coaches starting to garner a little bit of that hot seat potential, Frank Reich's name has been started to be being mentioned more often. So this was a huge win for Carolina. All right. The Falcons made a decision. They Bench Ritter, they brought in Heineke, and right now it's paying off. The Titans have led this game throughout. Four touchdown passes for the rookie, Will Levis, but now the Falcons have scored on a Heineke to Scott Miller touchdown pass, so Titans still lead, but it's 28-23 Tennessee over Atlanta inside four minutes to go. So if uh, somehow the Falcons can get a stop, uh, they have a chance to pull this one out. Uh, One team that is trying to get back late is the Packers. Vikings lead Green Bay 24-10. The Packers are in Minnesota territory at the 34-yard line, but it looks like it's just going to be a little too little, too late. Kirk Cousins did go out of this game with an injury. Do you have any update on the uh, Kirk Cousins injury at okay. all? So no official update, but I did see a video posted by a Vikings account on Instagram, and it uh, it, looks it looks bad. it looks remarkably like the Aaron Rodgers injury oh uh, to begin the season. Yeah, that's not great. Really? Are you talking you can, Achilles? Yeah, you can kind of see his ankle just goes straight up, oh, and you my. can see a little pop. So yeah, 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 yeah. With that, um, that pop that that Bo's talking about there. I mean, it's it's pretty. I don't want to say it's a it's a guarantee, but when you see like the calf muscle rattle, yeah, that's that's the sign a, that things snaps. Yeah, yeah, it's bad. Wow. Yeah, that is huge disappointment. Kirk Cousins uh, really had a great day today. And of course, they're coming off that huge win against the 49ers last week. You know, trying to get their season back on track. A win today will even their record at four and four, but. I mean, Jaron Hall is your uh, backup. That's not Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins today, 23 of 31, 274 yards, two touchdowns, no picks. Yeah. That is a good day at the office until he got hurt. Uh, No question about it. Yeah, look, and and, uh, like we were talking about with Jordan Love, I mean, there there is no backup plan in a season in terms of like, well, if our starting quarterback goes down, at least we have this other really talented, great quarterback on the shelf who could replace all of that production. The answer is no. I mean, there there are maybe 20 quarterbacks who can really play at this level, right? 22 at the most, depending on the year. 
And then you have a lot of guys who are just going to filter in and out of this league as teams try to figure out if they can they can find a dude, you know, somebody to lead their organization for years to come. It's really difficult to play at this level. It's really difficult to stay healthy at this level. We've seen a couple of quarterbacks get dinged up today and a couple of quarterbacks coming up later in the day who have suffered injuries recently. We talked to uh, – we had a conversation leading into the San Francisco 49ers – Cincinnati Bengals game about Brock Purdy and Brock Purdy concussed not going it's 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 gonna these are going to pile up the Chargers they're gonna face the the Bears you know you look at that game and you say well that's gonna be a win especially in LA on Sunday night football but uh, Herbert's dealing with a broken finger let, let, let me stop you on that one for a second okay so Isaac Lohenkron was in earlier Isaac, of course, doing updates here in Ashland Fox Sports Radio. Also does the Chargers pre and post. Yep. And I came in as I terrorize him every time I come in on Sunday. (laughs) And I just rifled into him. I said, if the Chargers lose at home to the Bears. And by the way, I have no idea who's going to be at SoFi tonight. I don't know if there's a lot of Bear fans in SoCal. We certainly know there are no oh, lot yeah. of Chargers fans. Oh, no, fans. There, there are. Yeah, well, there will be a lot of Bears fans. But if they were to lose that game to go to 2-5, and five, I mean, yeah. I, and, and by the way, you remember Quentin Johnston, number one pick for the, the Chargers this year? He's caught... I believe seven passes for 64 yards. Mike Williams went down, so they they had drafted essentially a replacement for him, right? A big receiver out of TCU. He's he was targeted over the last two games since the Mike Williams injury four times with one catch. Now, at some point, there's got to be a level of accountability. In terms of personnel, in terms of what's happening on the field, there is no accountability for an organization that doesn't show a great overwhelming desire to do whatever it takes to win, which obviously makes it very frustrating if you're one of the few Charger fans out there. But uh, And then you got Brandon Staley, yeah. who was brought in as a defensive guru. Since he came to the Chargers, in terms of overall defensive stats, they've one of the worst five teams in the league over the last three years. Yeah, it's been rough. It's been real rough. Look, I, I, I mean, if you're asking me to defend the Los Angeles Chargers and, and to tell you everything's going to be all right because they have a special quarterback, I can't do that. I, I don't know many people who can. I, I think that in spite of his best efforts, I'm talking about Brandon Staley's, Justin Herbert has found a way to win. And 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 I'm saying I'm saying Brandon Staley's best efforts to to kind of torpedo this team's opportunity at success. I, I don't believe in this analytics driven mindset no. that he obviously full full throatedly endorses. I just don't I and, and also I don't I don't understand how you stay so aggressive, especially on fourth down, uh, in certain situations on your own side of the field when you've had so much issue 
like I, I mean so much blowback even from his own players like I just don't understand why you know the definition of insanity Steve I is know. doing the same thing over and over again and hoping for different results and th- it's insane it's insane to watch the Chargers uh, uh, attempt the same things over and over again and expect better success they haven't enjoyed yet well first of all as someone that has been consumed by numbers my entire life I am the first to admit that numbers can be manipulated any way you want them. Oh, sure. So when you when you talk about analytics, <laughs> analytics are an excuse. Again, if it's all down to analytics, if you're just going by percentages and numbers that somebody has put up, then why do I need you as a head coach? Anybody can read a sheet and say, all right, in this case, we got a 42% chance of success rate, which is better. You know, That's not coaching. Coaching is feeling a game, getting a sense of what's happening on the field, getting a sense when you need to do something different or some kind of spark. That is what a coach does. Same thing with instincts with a baseball manager. Either you got it or you don't. But if you're just going by a sheet of paper saying, well, in this case, you know, 51% of the time, this is the move to make. I don't need you to do that. I could do that. And this is the frustration out there. It's going to be an interesting game because the Bears have a young quarterback in Tyler Bajan who, and if you watched any of this kid play so far, here's the one thing that really stands out about his game. He's got a lot of confidence. Oh, he does. He's got a lot of self-confidence. There is no doubt in his mind. Doesn't mean he's always making the right play, but you can just watch a guy that's got a certain swag from a guy from Shepherd College. He's got it. I don't know if he's got the talent to pull that out, but the one thing I've seen in this guy so far is he believes in himself, man. Well, yeah. You know, and and first of all, good for him. Uh, you know, because I, I think I think part of this and a little bit of what we saw in Brock Purdy last year is you're playing with house money. So, you know, I mean, go out there and just play your, your best possible football and just let the chips land where they may. This is a guy who did not expect to be here. Uh, he just didn't. I mean, that's the that's the fact, Jack. Like, he thought he was going to be lifting weights and a substitute teacher somewhere in his hometown. He's a, a starting quarterback with a 1-0 record in the, in the NFL right now. That's pretty damn good. Now, we'll see what he can do. This is a tough road test. This is prime time. I mean, nobody knows... Nobody knows better than than uh, Justin Herbert, uh, and and this is over a short period of time now that he's been a, a starting quarterback. Like how much pressure comes with this position, and so this is going to be a big test for a young guy who's just cutting his teeth at this league level. If the Chargers find a way to lose to the Bears, if they find a way to lose to the Bears, I I mean there there's going to be no hotter seat than Brandon Staley's. It should be already. By the way, the Giants and Jets, Gano missed a 35-yard field goal, which is almost inexcusable in this league, uh, that would have put the Giants up six. So it's still 10-7 to Giants over the Jets. The problem for the Jets is there's only 17 seconds left, and you have Zach Wilson as your quarterback. Right, yeah. That, yeah. That's not a good combination there. So uh, they got Greg Zerline warming up. He would right now have to kick 
Well, wait a second. They have now gotten the ball into Giants territory. Let's not speak too soon. They're at the 47-yard line right now. The Jets have no timeouts left. They're throwing the ball, and it's complete all the way down to the 16-yard line. (laughs) But the clock is running. Five, four, three, two, one. Did they get it off? They spiked it. Oh my and God. they're saying oh that he spiked oh it with one That's... second left. Wow. <laughs> so Zerline is going to come on to tie this game up. That is a miracle. No, you've got to give this to DeVito. It's DeVito Day. It's DeVito Day. Well, it may not be DeVito Day. So Gano misses the 35-yard field goal, but the Jets in 23 seconds we're able to get the ball all the way down into field goal position all right there's one second to go on the clock Jets trying to send this game uh, into overtime and Zerline they're going to freeze the kicker right now so there you go well, let's keep it right here though we're not going anywhere no, we're just no, going to no. hang yeah, right here but uh, so anyway I mean if the Jets find a way here let's give a little credit to uh Zach Wilson, he threw a beautiful pass that put this one right in position for that field goal. The only question there was, because, again, he had to get down, and then everyone had to run to the line of scrimmage, no timeouts, and somehow they did it and spiked the ball with one second left. That was impressive. Yeah, no I mean, the Giants had to feel like there's no way they're going to throw the ball over the middle of the field. The clock's going to run out. But those big linemen, man. You ever been in those situations where you're like, you got to run as fast as you oh, can yeah. and you're it's not freaking ideal. exhausted? Isn't it's you, not right? exact. I, w- I wouldn't describe it as ideal, Steve. Yeah. I mean, it's uh... And when you get to the line, it's my good. All right, here we go. Zerline is attempting a field goal to send this one into overtime. It is a 35-yard field goal, the exact distance Gano missed on. This kick, though, is right down the middle. So we will go to overtime. Unreal. Jets and Giants, much more coming up. This is Fox Sports Red Zone Radio. 35 yards out. Ball on the right hash after the Giants timeout. Zerline out of the hold of Morstead to try and tie the game. There's the snap. The placement down. The kick is on the way. Right down the middle. And good. We are going to overtime. That's the Jets Radio Network, and they are in overtime right now. Giants had the ball first. They have punted it away, so the Jets down late trying to pull this game out in the battle of the New York teams. Once again, this is Fox Sports Red Zone Radio. Steve Hartman and Rich Ornberger with you live from the TireRack.com studios. A reminder, we're in the final stretch to get tickets to horse racing's biggest moment of the year. The world's best are heading to Santa Anita for the Breeders' Cup World Championships on November 3rd and 4th. The countdown begins now. Get your tickets today at BreedersCup.com. So we watch this uh, overtime going on. I want to go back to, to a game that is now final Jacksonville taking care of business beating the Steelers in Pittsburgh 20 to 10 the Jags are not only 6 and 2 now they're 4 and 0 on the road this year yeah yeah i mean Doug Peterson you know he's done a hell of a job to get everything right for an organization that literally was the laughing stock of the league just two years ago under Urban Meyer. Uh, Trevor Lawrence obviously is the real deal through for 292 yards today. Uh, ETN is, uh, you know, a productive back. They're getting good defense. They really shut down Pittsburgh today. Uh, obviously they were hurt when, uh, 
Kenny Pickett went out, although Pickett wasn't playing that well when he was in there. But this, I mean, at some point we got to take Jacksonville seriously. Now they're six and two. Oh yeah, no, you absolutely need to take them seriously. Um, the Jacksonville Jaguars, much like the Pittsburgh Steelers, have no problems at head coach. I think Doug Peterson has proven over time to be one of the most reliable head coaches in terms of building culture and and helping his quarterbacks find ways to be successful uh, in this league, certainly currently and, and, and potentially as we get further and further down the line here all time. Mike Tomlin, I mean, what, what can we say that we haven't already said even today during today's show? Um, he just doesn't have a quarterback anymore. No. And so he's, he's trying his hardest to manufacture wins and make these games as ugly as possible because that's the best way for the Steelers to shine this year. It's baffling that the Pittsburgh Steelers have a 4-3 a and three record and even in a loss holding the Jaguars to 20 points and and making this a ball game for the better portion of four quarters is is impressive even even at home um this offense has some serious problems i think it it starts with matt canada their offensive coordinator who's been under fire the entire season um but it, it doesn't stop there you know is kenny pickett the right guy i don't i don't think so i mean we'll we'll see but as it stands right now today if we had to make a decision I don't know if he's the future of the franchise, um, but still they find ways to win. Today, obviously a loss, but but a 4-3 and three record, again, is astonishing considering where they are offensively. All right, so the Jets got the ball second here. So again, because the Giants had the ball first, the Jets just need a field goal to win this game. They're at the 45-yard line of the Giants. They have a second and five right now. And the only reason that this game is in overtime as Gano missing a 35-yard field goal for the Giants that would have given them a six-point lead. Uh, Zach Wilson throws an incomplete pass. By the way, uh, while this is going on, we have one other game underway. That is the Seahawks and the Browns. Pam Oliver joined us a little bit earlier to preview this game. Uh, and the Seahawks wasted no time getting on the board with an early touchdown. So 7 nothing Seahawks right now. Geno Smith off to a good start. And once again, P.J. Walker in at quarterback for the Browns. Yeah, yeah. So there you have it. Um, it's going to be a, a struggle down now. More offensive playmakers for the Browns. Um, but we'll see if they can answer Seahawks and Geno Smith and Pete Carroll. You know, like we discussed earlier, this this is a team that has serious firepower oh. offensively. Go ahead. A blatant pass interference call against the Giants. Like tackling a receiver long before the ball got there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's about it. If you're going to do a pass interference, well, I go, that is it. And yeah, that is a full-on tackle. He got his money's worth. <laughs> out of the 10-yard line. So the Jets now obviously in gimme field goal. <laughs> that is that is about as blatant a pass interference call as you will ever see. Yeah, that's everything. Tackling the guy, face guarding, whatever you want to call it. And uh, so the Jets now I mean here here's what I want to know. So right now you're looking at a 27-yard field goal. Is there any reason to run a play here? I mean I mean it's overtime. 
the clock is not a factor. Yeah. I guess the only I the only thing I would do now is to run the ball on a keeper into the middle of the field. Yeah. Although I was the hash say. marks are so close together nowadays, it doesn't really matter much. But you communicate with your kicker. You know, yeah, you, you want it on the left yeah, side, you, right yeah, side, exactly. middle, where yeah, you want. We'll it. we'll try to aim to get it exactly where you want. But I, I'm with you. I think if if you're in gimme range, and uh, even if it's first down, I, I mean, mean, think about it. you could screw up on a fumbled snap from center. I mean, there's a lot that can happen. Oh. And so I, 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 and by the way, it, it style points don't matter. We often often say this in the NFL, college football. I mean, stacking up points it's important because. At the end of the year, if you're a one-loss team or, you know, an undefeated team and vying for first position, whatever it may be, like, yeah, maybe maybe how big margins of victories are will have effect in your standings, but not in the NFL. Just All right. win. Zerline is running onto the field. There we go. So yeah, there, yeah. yeah, just just get the field goal and get out of here. Zerline goes, I can hit it right side, left side. doesn't matter here. Uh, so this uh, will be – he's got 13 career game-winning field goals. He just posted that up. All right, so from the right hash, it is officially a 33-yard field goal attempt, uh, which is the equivalent of uh, extra point, essentially there. Uh, so, again, we have other games that are going on right now. Uh, just kicking off, we got Chiefs, Broncos, Ravens, Cardinals, Bengals, 49ers. If you're just tuning in, there are no buys this week in the NFL. Which yeah. is crazy. And by the way, uh, Monsi found this out earlier that no buys in week eight this week or in week 12. Oh, uh, yeah. There will be no buys. Uh, there were six teams off last week, but no buys. So all, all 32 teams in action right now. So we're just waiting again on Zerline and this 33-yard field goal attempt, uh, which would give the Jets a victory and improbable bitter. I mean, again, for the Giants, I mean, you're – you missed a 35-yard field goal to put the game away. Missed. Yeah, that's brutal. I mean, that is that is that's tough to swallow. Uh, Devito, by the way, who had no pass completions and regulations, did have one pass completion in an overtime. All right, here we go. The Zerline attempt is up, and it is oh, barely. <laughs> I mean, barely got in. That was hugging the left upright. Style points don't matter. We have a Jets fan in the edit bay who just screamed uh, because he thought they missed it. Yeah, I thought they missed it. Well, it was so close. No. (laughs) That was was about as close as it gets. Oh, my God. All right, let's find out what is trending right now. Monsi was watching that as well. For a second there, I thought he almost missed it. No, no. It looked like it went hard left. I was clenching. I was like, I can't believe he's going to make Oh, it went in. Uh, <laughs> I'm telling you guys, all the emotions today in this NFL Sunday. So much going on. The Chiefs and the Broncos just got going, but Patrick Mahomes apparently has the flu. So it's his flu game. He's Michael Jordan right now. Dirk Nowitzki. Who else has played a flu game like that? Uh, he's playing. He's starting. But they did put him on the injury report this morning. Uh, so we'll see how or if it affects Let's him Let's find all. out from Rich Ornberger. In your career, did you ever play a game with the flu? Please tell me yes. Yeah. Yeah, obviously. you did. Yeah, yeah, yeah you I mean, did. Of I mean, course. You play. I, I, I mean, did you ever play sick. against a guy that had the flu like, dude? Stop really? seizing on me. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, well, and also sometimes it ends up on the injury reports. I mean, that is specifically disgusting when somebody's like puking or something. Yeah. Uh. Um, but it happens. <laughs> uh, what's interesting is I sort of feel like the Chiefs may have done this 
um, because of what happened with the Falcons with Bijan oh, Robinson. Yes, yes, yes. Because they know? came under like, scrutiny. Why yeah. is he not getting the ball? He was in the game. Uh, yes, I know. It, it was funny because people on Twitter that day were like, "Arthur Smith has to be playing against Bijan Robinson in fantasy." There's no <laughs> way because it just <laughs> made no sense. Uh, but yeah, so we'll see. We'll see if Patrick Mahomes uh, is affected by the flu. The Seahawks have added another touchdown. Geno Smith finding Tyler Lockett in the end zone. So they are all over the Browns. It's 14-0, about five minutes to go in the first quarter. But an exciting Sunday so far. The Jets, I can't believe they pulled this one off over the Giants. 13-10 was the final score in overtime. But Zach Wilson, not too shabby. 17 of 36, 240 yards, one touchdown, no interceptions. He was sacked four times, though, so that must hurt. The Cowboys with the 43-20 victory over the Rams. Dallas's defense had a pick six and a safety. Dak Prescott completed 25 of 31 passes for 304 yards, four touchdowns, one interception. C.D. Lamb, 12 receptions, 158 yards, and two touchdowns. The Vikings defeated the Packers 24-10 despite a victory. An ESPN Vikings reporter says that it's very quiet in the locker room because Kirk Cousins left the game with an ankle injury. It does not look good. If you look at the video, it just does, it doesn't look good. The Panthers with their first win of the season, beating the Texans 15-13. Eddie Pinero with a walk-off field goal. And the Dolphins cruise past the Patriots 31-17. Jalen Ramsey, 94 days since tearing his meniscus, his first day back, had an interception on Mac Jones. Tua Togovailoa, 30-45 for 324 yards, three touchdowns, one interception. The Titans beat the Falcons 28-23, meaning we all have to put mayonnaise in our coffee. Oh, gosh. Right? Is that, oh. That's what this means. Will the Levis. Levis game, yeah. Yeah, this is, the, come on, 19 of 29 in his debut, 238 yards, four touchdowns. So we all have to do it now. Saints outscored the Colts 38 to 27. The Jaguars beat the Steelers 20 to 10. And the Eagles held on to beat the Commanders 38 to 31. A.J. Brown, first player in NFL history with 125 or more receiving yards in six straight games. He ended with eight receptions, 130 yards, and two touchdowns. What a day, fellas. And last thing I'll tell you, the Lions have added wide receiver Amon Ross St. Brown to their injury report for Monday night against the Raiders due to illness. So maybe everybody is scared about what happened with Bijan Robinson yeah. and the Falcons because the Lions are like, no, wow. we're going to put this on there. Us too. Yeah. Us too with illness. Yep. Guys, it's been fun. Back Muncie, to you. tremendous as always. always. Keeping us updated. A very busy morning with the nine games going on. By the way, how about these Broncos? Trying yeah, to man. jump on the Chiefs early in this game. They got a second and goal at the Chiefs' four-yard line. It has been a, an interesting season, to say the least, for this uh, Denver Broncos team. First year under Sean Payton. Coming off a win, uh, Russell Wilson's numbers have been vastly improved from where we were a year ago, but their defense, at least for a stretch of about four or five games, wasn't just bad. I mean, like, we're talking historically bad. And all of a sudden, they seem to got back on track. And so, you know, one thing about having a veteran coach like Sean Payton, he gets the idea that it's a long season. And there's going to be highs, there's going to be lows. You're going to win games that maybe you should lose. Uh, there's, you lose games, maybe you should win. Uh, but it's a process. I'm, I'm very anxious to see where the Broncos – and by the way, they have just scored on a touchdown pass. Russell Wilson to Javante Williams – 
So seven nothing Broncos. Imagine if the Broncos get a win today against the Chiefs. I mean, I mean, look, the the NFL is one of those sports leagues where, uh, I mean, this isn't baseball. You're not playing one sixty two. You know what I mean? You're you're not going to have the the off week or the off two weeks where one of the better teams in baseball loses and goes into a slump. Like, there's seventeen games. And you're going to lose some of them. It's it's almost guaranteed. Uh, so it, with that, I, you look at the Denver Broncos at two and five, and how tough and close they've played a couple of teams now this this year that you could argue, you know, the games could have fallen their way. Yeah, is it conceivable? <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's conceivable. The 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 Broncos aren't as bad as people have made them sound. And by the way, the Chiefs have only just started to figure themselves out offensively. Like like Patrick Mahomes early this season with these young receivers it looked a little shaky. I think it's improved a great deal. I think there's a lot more trust with a lot of these players. Uh, Rice has been um, coming along as one of the more trusted players uh, in that receiving core. Uh, who else? Uh, Tony, he's made some big plays lately. He had a terrible game in the opener against the Lions, you know, and that's the reason why they're six and one. Or part of the reason why they're six and one instead of seven and zero oh right now. Um, but yeah, I mean, the Chiefs can get got. I, we see this every single year. The uh, Cardinals have the ball first in their game against the Ravens. This is a one and six Cardinals team that looked pretty good early on, but it seems like the wheels are coming off right now. Dobbs is still in a quarterback, still waiting on the return of Kyler Murray. Uh, meanwhile, the Ravens, we talked earlier about Jacksonville getting to six and two. They've won five straight games. Where are the Ravens right now on your list in the power rankings in the AFC after their demolition of the Lions last week? Oh, they're climbing. That is a real big boy win. And I know that the Lions were smarting a little bit. They had a couple of guys on the shelf in their secondary, but Dan Campbell's a good coach. And all the nice things you say about a team on their way into a matchup, you have to say it about them on their way out. The Lions were a formidable challenge, and they came to Baltimore and got absolutely stomped. Okay, so a tough loss for Detroit. They have a long week to prepare for the Las Vegas Raiders. It kind of feels like a get-better game, especially coming back home to face the Raiders. But they better have their heads on straight because that could be one of those emotionally turbulent situations when you think you're pretty good and you get humbled the way the Baltimore Ravens put it on them. In terms of the Ravens, man, I'm high on the Ravens. I'm always high on the Ravens. As long as Lamar Jackson's healthy, I'm high on the Ravens. And the reason is because nobody can defend Lamar Jackson. It's impossible. When he's healthy, he is the hardest quarterback to play against and prepare for. Think about it. What other player on any NFL roster can replicate what he can do, especially at practice? So you have a game week. You're preparing for Baltimore. Who is going to go out there and replicate what Lamar Jackson does from a speed standpoint in the run game? You can't do it. And so, I mean, I remember in New England, they would have uh, Julian Edelman running out there as a scouting quarterback when we were playing against, you know, other, you know, quarterbacks with real speed. And, and you know, try, because he played a little quarter, he played quarterback at Kent State. So, you know, you try your hardest to replicate that speed in the scramble drill and you try to help your defense out preparing for Lamar Jackson. But I'm, I'm very high on the Baltimore Ravens this year. 
breaking news from Fox Sports. We have some breaking news. Monsi, what's going on? Fellas, as expected, now can be confirmed. Ian Rappaport is saying that Vikings quarterback Kirk Cousins suffered an Achilles injury. He is going to have an MRI, but an MRI is really to confirm what they already think. Boy, oh boy, yeah. And that would be the end of his season, just yeah. like it was for Aaron Rodgers. Although Aaron, Aaron Rodgers, Rodgers today, th- another video of him. Yeah, he still throwing, insists that he's going to come swaying, back. Yeah. moving. Sure. You don't, you don't believe Kirk, Kirk Cousins well, can follow well, in the If I were the Jets, why, why am I risking <laughs> it? I mean, seriously. Yeah. I mean, if, if he was a one-and-done guy, he signed a two-year deal. Yeah. So, yeah. Sucks. I mean, the fact is, is that they're four and three right now. Yeah. Without Thanks. them, they're okay. They have defense, but uh, no reason to rush them back. All right, so that's that's a disaster for the Vikings who got the road win today. Even their record at four and four, convincing win against Green Bay. Kirk Cousins had another productive day, but it appears his season is over. All right, we continue to wrap up the games that have already been played. Talk about the games going on. Talk about games still to be played. It's all part of Fox Sports Red Zone Radio. Pinheiro, this time from 23 yards for the Panthers' first win of the season. From the right hash, Jansen, snap, Hecker's hole, Pinheiro's kick, the Panthers win! The first win of the Frank Reich era. Bryce Young's first win as the Panthers quarterback. 15-13, Carolina over Houston, your final. 99.7 The Fox Panthers Radio Network. It wasn't pretty, but a win's a win, especially when you haven't had one all season long. The Carolina Panthers officially on the board. That's our progressive play of the day, brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. Get a multi-policy discount by combining your motorcycle, RV, boat, ATV, and more. All your protection one place. Bundle and save at Progressive.com. Steve Harbin, Rich Ornberger, Fox Sports Red Zone Radio. We are live from the TireRack.com studios. We got an A-plus group here week after week after week. Monsey bringing us all the updates throughout the show. Chris Always. on the board. Are you feeling good about a Lions uh, rebound? This week, Chris, are you feeling good about it? Yeah, I feel pretty good about it. I don't, um, not to look down on the on the Raiders or anything, but I don't think you're going to get <laughs> that same kind of game out of the yeah. out of the Lions. Not twice. to look down on the Raiders, but I'm going to go ahead and look down on the Raiders. Yeah. The Raiders, no, uh, it <laughs> yeah, is. They are the Raiders, uh, they are the Raiders. Oh. and of course, uh, Bo, uh, your your Eagles uh, a little shaky at times. Gave up a, a lot of yards through the air to Sam Howell, but ultimately. Your quarterback had a big, big game today. Yeah, the main thing is the main thing. Win the game. Yep. Yep. Yeah. I, I'm with you. There's I, no I, style points in the NFL. No I, style I, points, no AP poll, no strength of schedule, nothing. nothing. It's and just you look wins at the Eagles. I mean, the Eagles, it's just whatever it takes to win a game, they find a way. They're 7-1. and one. They're first in their division. There's, there's nobody in that division. I mean, look, the Cowboys, that was a convincing win over a very good Rams team. And the same way I was talking about Detroit in their loss to the Ravens, all the nice things you say about the Rams on one side of the Cowboys game, you have to say about them afterward. That's a formidable challenge that the Cowboys absolutely snuffed. And so coming up next week, we got a Fox game that's really important in the NFC East. Eagles at Cowboys. This is this is the start of that brutal uh, Eagles stretch we talked about in the preseason. Oh, yeah. Actually, no. This is the game they host. It's later in the season yeah. they go to Dallas. Cowboys, yeah, yeah. Chiefs, Bills, Niners, Cowboys, Seahawks. Woo! There you go. 
That's a stretch. Uh, All right, let's update you on a couple of games right now. 49ers and Bengals are tied at seven. Both quarterbacks off to a good start. Joe Burrow, seven of nine passing, 60 yards, threw a touchdown pass to Tyler Boyd. Uh, Meanwhile, Brock Purdy out of the box, four for four, 52 yards. Uh, Christian McCaffrey scored again. Like he scores in every game. Is that he's like on a record, right? Isn't that? Can I bring up a stat yeah. that's just absolutely outrageous that I've never seen before? And I'm going to double check this before I say it out loud because I just saw it on threads of all places. But here you go. Yeah, the the Giants they finished the game with with a net negative nine passing yards. Yes. How is that even humanly possible? Well, I do know this. There was a game, and I remember this game years and years and years ago between the Rams and the Seahawks. And the Seahawks finished the game with negative total yards. Good Lord. In an NFL game. I believe it was negative seven. I'd have to remember this, but they had fewest total yards in a game. So Terod Taylor gets knocked out. Yeah, was, I'm, I'm sorry, here it was. In. I'll just finish it. Seahawks, yeah, yeah. negative seven yards against the Rams on November 4th, 1979. is the record for fewest total yards. Unreal. In I a mean, game. I, well, listen, they, they're running attack. They were over 200 yards rushing as a team. They were 203. Saquon yeah. Barkley went off on, you know, I don't know about went off, but he... he he got the bulk of the share, 36 carries for 128 on the ground. I mean, just an absolute reliance on Saquon Barkley because they were non-existent offensively against this Jets defense who has been oh. breathless in their pursuit to keep them relevant 4-3 uh, and three okay. after the victory for the New York Jets. But holy smokes, I've How in my this? entire life, I've never seen negative nine net passing yards All in right. the NFL. So I looked this one up for you. Go ahead, yeah. The record for negative yards passing, net yards passing in a game. The Broncos played the Raiders back in the AFL days, 1967. The Broncos ended the game with negative 53 passing yards, net yards. Wow. Negative (laughs) 53. I mean, what are we even doing? (laughs) What are we even doing? I mean, if you're a coach after a game like that, what exactly is your message? Well, I I, I mean, if you're you're Brian Dable. Yeah. I I mean. Isn't Brian Dable sort of the quarterback whisperer? Yeah, I mean, you're on to your third-string quarterback. I, I mean, you're not whispering anymore. You're shouting. Uh, you know, I, I, I don't know how much better it could have looked with the third string. Well, especially I, when you ran for 200 yards. In other words, they had a productive running day. Usually, one goes with the other. Like, if you can't run the ball, then teams <laughs> tee off on your yeah. passing game. You ran the ball effectively, which only makes that number worse. Well, and 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 then also, you know, you just start looking around the league and you see how some of the other backups have been performing. Again, onto their third stringer, but last year Brock Purdy's a third stringer. I mean, Des, uh, Desmond Ritter bench today for Taylor Heineke. Uh, uh, who else? Uh, P.J. Walker has you know been sustainable over the past two weeks. You look at Tyler Bajent. 
with the with the Bears, he's a passable quarterback. So, yeah, I, I'm with you. I mean, if if you're supposed to be great with quarterbacks, and Daniel Jones has looked like he's regressed this season, yeah. and Tyrod Taylor mm. hasn't looked great. I don't know. I it's, don't know. Yeah. Seahawks, they have a pretty good quarterback. Geno Smith, 8 of 12, 136 yards and a score already. Seahawks lead the Browns by a score of 17 to 7. And the Cardinals hanging in with the Ravens so far. That game tied at 7. And, of course, Denver owns the Chiefs. Well, not quite owns, but they lead 7 to 3 at the end of the first quarter. Richie, we got it done again. Don't go anywhere. Keep it right here. More coming up on Fox Sports Radio. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Podcasts. 